For those of you who come with curiosities, with questions, heed the warning, you should beware. For those of you who come in search of fright and scares, fear not, for there are plenty to share. Now as the feeling trickles down your spine, and your heart begins to race and your mind resigns, close your eyes, step forth, and embrace the chill, as the wind dies down and the air grows still. Now you find yourself at the gate, and you realize there's no escape. Once you've crossed the domain, you found yourself playing a creeper's game. Let yourself sink, the time is just right, for there's a lesson to learn in Ghoul's School tonight. Welcome to Ghoul's School Creepers. <laughs> Welcome RJ. Yeah. RJ. RJ. Yeah. RJ? RJ. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was in a horror movie for a moment. Uh, Calling your name endlessly. Ty West movie? RJ. RJ? We're not leaving here until I find him. Oh, dear. Oh. RJ. What would you, if, if you and Kim went to a B&B and she disappeared for like, I don't know, five hours, would you bail? Like if you knew uh, the place make was a movie haunted, about it. and like I, I wouldn't, I I wouldn't make a movie about it. Mm. Mm. B- blowing out the speaker. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. crackling. But I mean, I think I watched she a lot of found footage movies too. this month. You what? What? You did you watch anything? I watched a lot of found footage films with Kim. I know where she's at. She's in the Lost. Oh, okay. Well, I yeah. didn't know you watched movies. I know. Oh, I will. I, that's stops now. Oh, how no, how novel. Now you get into yeah, no, um, October. October ends. No more movies. Now I watch only German television shows. <laughs> that's it. Hey, that's a story as old as time. You know what I mean. That's how it goes. That's how it begins. Yeah. You start off watching heavy metal massacres, and then then you're uh, you're off to watching Rainier Fassbender films, and you're going, yeah. I'm digging this. Yeah. And on the other end of that, you're like, fuck yeah, I gotta watch some Kurosawa and Bergman movies. Double shit. Those yeah. guys are your faves, aren't they? Well, like the best. Yeah, I've heard the that. Biggest, the, the best Criterion Boys. The best? Yep. The best. The? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. I think we're like 100 movies again before we watch a Fellini, though. I, Could be wrong on I, that. That's just, that's just spitballing. I'm okay with that. I, I know at some point... Uh, Ludwig Vita will come along. No, it won't. I uh, took it out. You took it yeah, out? the collection. Permanently? Well, I, uh, I know this guy named John. He's got some sway, and uh, I said, hey, do you want to take that one out? No one's really feeling it anymore. Kind of, like, canceled kind of thing. So, uh, they did mm-hmm. take it out. Yeah. So, it's, it's not in there anymore. Yep. RJ, yeah. are you are you creeped out? Uh, I mean, I could I could watch more, but uh, I'll, I'll stop since uh, you know try to mm-hmm. try to keep it special. You know, right? So so we've talked about this, I think, in some 
regard, but now that it, the month's over, are you just done watching horror for the next year? Are you like, no, nope, I just want to save any horror movies up till October 1st. No, no I don't. <laughs> 11 months from if now. If there was something that like caught my eye and it appeared on stream, I would maybe watch it. Although that Smile okay. movie comes out in two weeks, and I ain't watching that shit until next year. I'll tell you that much right now. Yeah. What 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 if it disappears again just for uh, that it wasn't season? Fun. It wasn't meant to be. That's that's how I feel about this now. Is if I have it in my list this year, it's on a stream, and then next year it's just gone. It's like, well, it's just not meant to be, I guess. What what are we? What what would we do if Tubi gets gutted? If Tubi was down, we would have to be down. Yeah. I think like yeah. I don't know. I think I sixty movies were probably Tubi picks. <laughs> Tubi changed the game. Folks. Tubi did. Although it was being asked for me again the other day, so that's kind of a bummer. You know what I mean? I think that's your. T I think that's your TV. It's probably the software you have on it. My TV. Sucks. Yeah. My TV. Yours. Yeah. Do Do you have a smart TV that you have all of your smart apps on? Uh, uh I I have uh well I've got a stick. Yeah. And a. Roll well, I, I have I use the Fire Stick. That's what I use. Hmm, that's weird. Yeah. All the other apps worked fine. It was just Tubi was doing this weird shit. Maybe Amazon's anti-Tubi. Did you unplug your uh, Fire Stick and start it I'll up I'll unplug again? your Fire Stick. I, that's a no. Yeah, I did, actually. I did try that. Okay. Yeah, Got it. Unplug, but I'll also unplug your Fire Stick and start that up again. How's that sound? Holy smokes. That's right. That's right. No. Uh, what were we talking about? Uh, Creeptober. Oh, it's over. What's your final count? Uh, let's have a little peep on the peeper here. I, I, I know the answer to that question. Uh, well, I did manage to squeeze in a couple yesterday, so I kind of topped it off a little bit. I'm sitting at a nice, round, symmetrical, eighty-eight movies. That's a good. That's good luck in some cultures. Quite RJ. the feat, hey. Now let's. That's a pretty impressive. Well, that beats last year's uh, I... total that you hit, which was eighty-four. Yeah. Let's see how many shorts I had though. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, um, eight, uh, eight. Only eight of them were short you know, films. A... You know, there's a button now that just cuts right to the shorts. Oh, come on. But like some, but what if the short's like twenty minutes long? Like, what's uh, the cutoff? Like an hour? Oh, I think it's under under forty five. Actually, Jarrett, actually, this list is wow. not quite accurate because I watched one other thing that I forgot to throw on here. But now, if I put it on there, it's gonna be like, oh, it's gonna it's gonna throw off my symmetry. Oh my! But God. I don't know if it actually really counts as a movie. Halloween Resurgence available on YouTube. For that, that counts. That's loggable. It's fifty minutes long, Jarrett. It was fifty minutes long. Fifty five zero. Why did you watch? Why did you watch? I that? well, I was watching it over a couple of days. Like if I if I was like I got like ten minutes left, and so I'd watch like ten minutes of this, and then I would because I wasn't like you know what I mean. Is when you didn't want to start an actual movie, you just had like ten minutes left. So you were kind of like, oh, I'll just throw this on. I fell asleep to it like two nights in a row. Because I turned oh, it on, I'd watch like good. ten minutes of it. And I'd... That's great. Yeah. So, 
Super. It did what it needed to for me. And your final count, Jarrett, was at uh, like 10 or so? You usually don't do that good, right? Uh, 136. How do you feel about that, like, in, in your good. heart? Hey, well, if you go to my list, how what percentage of those have you watched? On your list? I have your list right here. Yeah. I have seen 44. Okay. I have seen 73% of your list. 73? Well, what yeah. haven't you seen? Uh, lots, I guess. Now I'm going to click. Oh, look at this. RJ doesn't know how to use hashtags because I click on his Creeptober tag. He didn't tag Creeptober 22 properly. Uh, I don't use the year for it. I just, I just hit. No, you just, yeah, you didn't put Creeptober uh, tag on Creeptober 2022. It's not popping up. But Brad Dourif, God's favorite child is. Yeah. What about that? I don't know. I never once claimed I knew how tags worked. Oh, no, that we we know that. I've never once claimed to. I've also never once claimed to care about tags. So did creep creeptober this year? Did it end stronger than it began? Uh, well, I finished off with Scooby Doo, which was pretty good. I liked that thing. But the last day of viewing. Um, like how do you how do you feel about? I don't know if I want to play that card yet. I don't know. I see. Are you looking forward to doing this again next year? Oh, yeah, I have some ideas. I have some ideas. <laughs> you got ideas, well, you say. As, for as long as I've been tracking this, next year is uh, the 10-year for me, yeah, I didn't... For, for tracking. Yeah. So I don't know. I have some franchises I've never seen that uh, I might just do a big franchise year. You know what I mean? Fran- your big franchise. Well, I've I've only ever seen the first Paranormal Activity. I've only ever seen like the first two saws. I've only ever seen like the first two final destinations and the first two or three screams. Like, do you know what I mean? I could just do a bunch of those. Mm-hmm. All the things I haven't this seen. Is your, this is your 12 for me. Since you've been tracking. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of missed that 10, 10 year mark a little bit. So you can't, you can't, well, I think that. You can't tw- that 2011 would have just been some horror movies at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Some rewatch classics, mm-hmm. but then 2012, that's when it became a serious business. Oh, interesting. You know about business? I've seen some films that discuss uh, things that are related to that in one gotcha. way or another. Gotcha. <clears throat> well, with that, with that all being y- said, yeah. Okay, um, let's talk movies. Okay. Well, I don't. I did. I don't know. Did uh, you watch anything this month? Uh no. Oh, okay. Interesting. I did watch. I did watch Wolf Creek Two. Oh, was it heroin? No, it's not. Oh. Uh, so this this came out in 2013, which is uh, eight years after the first one, which is heroin, and holds up. Okay. Wolf Creek Two is so still Greg McLean mm-hmm. directing it, but this one's a little bit more uh, a little bit more jokey. A little bit, a little, a little bit of sense a of humor. Tongue in cheek. A little touch. It opens up with him uh, taking out some cops. Oh. So I see people in letterbox making cops and making jokes about. I like this because it kills cops. The sort of uh, thoughts. Mm. And then, um, so this one kicks off with that. If him, you know, someone tries to give him a speeding ticket. Oh, interesting. He he doesn't like that, so he he sniper rifles one of them off the road and finishes the job. Wolf Creek style. Mm. And then we pick up with uh, a couple traveling from Germany 
who run afoul of old Mick. Oh, yeah. And then um, girl gets away. Mm. Boyfriend doesn't. Mm. She gets away. Mm. She finds a, another young man mm. uh, who tries helping her. Uh, bad luck oh. uh, falls on her. So her time's out. But now it's another witness. And so this guy, now then the rest of the movie is this guy on the run from Mick uh, across the outback. Ajay, you know about the outback? Uh, I, I, I don't believe so. Could you explain that to me, please? Uh, Ajay, do, do you, know about, you know about Mad Max? You know about Mad Max? Oh, is that the uh, New Zealand film? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's cool. Right. People must like, make that mistake all the time. <laughs> they, think it's, oh, they think it's an Aussie film, but oh no, it's a Kiwi film. Kiwi. Crocky. You ever seen one of those? So, <clears throat> so we get a scene where uh, the guy's on, he's driving away, running mm-hmm. low on gas mm-hmm. in his Jeep. And then a big truck comes. How big? Mix found a, a like a real truck, oh, okay. big semi truck. He's killed the driver. He's he's mm. uh take, he's taking control. Mm. And we get this scene that I've seen a few people on Letterbox mention saying that kangaroo scene was crazy. Is the kangaroo driving the truck? No, oh. uh, they're getting run over CGI style. Oh. Um, we get a scene. I, I believe it's a. Uh, uh, in the jungle, the mighty jungle okay. <laughs> starts playing on the radio, and we get this scene of like this like migration of deer or sorry of kangaroos, all uh, making their way across the road while a wimboe a wimboe mm. plays, and the truck's just splattering kangaroo guts all CGI okay. all over the place, and you go, why is this in this movie? Other than isn't that crazy? Isn't this dark and twisted? Ain't it rotten? It's like, some, some people are real into that. And you go, okay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, dude gets caught and he gets brought down to the serial killer lair. Mm-hmm. There's some pretty, pretty like, ugh, stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like some like trivia. There's a trivia game mm-hmm. that's played for like probably 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes a fair spot, you see. I see. And uh, he, he is, they're, they're, they're going to play uh, trivia because this guy's a historian he knows history oh he loves it hey and mick mick doesn't like that yeah <clears throat> so anyway uh yeah this movie i don't know it, it was fine sure. i it's it went by but i was like yeah this is no wolf creek one though i am still curious about the wolf creek tv show that right. had two seasons two seasons and right? we're two seasons of wolf creek and we're supposed to get a wolf creek three at some point do you think that the movie would have been better if in that truck scene instead of the kangaroos on the road like if a kangaroo was driving the truck and it like took out a person but like the kangaroo like got in the truck by accident and then people are like man this kangaroo seems crazy they would they would think that do you too. think it would be better though if that's what happened i don't know oh. i don't know if it would have, i don't know if it would have solved anything it might have yeah. i don't know good job john jarrett Old Mick John Jarrett, he says, hey? That's right. Interesting, interesting. That's right. I watched Popcorn. Uh, that oh, This yeah. is a rewatch. Uh, yeah, I still don't care for this movie very much. Yeah. Yeah. It's got the, what's his name? That uh, guy from Woody Allen movies. Woody Allen? Uh, t- t- Tony Roberts. Oh, no. He shows Woody up Allen, in this. Though? Not Woody. Oh, okay. Not Woody himself. D. Wallace. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is like because this movie I think was filmed in the Caribbean. Ooh, Jamaica. And one. so, but they don't talk about it. 
Like it just sort of oh it's just there so that's cool I guess but it, it does have like a, like all the exterior shots you're kind of like this doesn't this isn't Los Angeles which I don't know if they're saying that it is it's just like yeah there's a horror film festival in the Caribbean and you're all invited and there's a maniac play, mm. <laughs> that turns out to be Toby Toby yeah he's gonna get you this, yeah this is some real by the numbers slasher stuff that some people really like mm-hmm. I I just I, I've never gotten it. I don't get it. The poster's cool. The poster's though. cool. The skeleton with the, the uh, skelly man. The slidey, the the, the the skelly man with the the lady's face. So it's uh, like an opera mask, you see. Like an opera mask. You see? Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's too bad. Yeah. Uh, then watch a bunch of short films. Uh, highlight of that was uh, the short film Piggy, which uh, was turned into a feature length film a, a few years later. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Piggy. I've, I've you might heard. have seen the feature film feature. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's a short film. It's sort of in the uh, the fat girl camp mm. uh, in, in a lot of ways. Okay. So it's like that. Uh, the synopsis is: Sarah is an overweight teen who lives in the shadow of a clique of cool girls holidaying in her village. Not even her childhood friend Claudia defends her when she's bullied at the local pool in front of an unknown man. Her clothes are stolen, and Sarah must get home wearing nothing but her bikini. Oh. No. So, yeah, this is, I don't know, kind of like an element of wish fulfillment. And it's like, hey, wouldn't you like something really bad to happen to your bullies? I see. Yeah. Have you ever been in that spot where you were kind of like, man, I wish there was something I could do. I wish a serial killer would show up right about now. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't feel too bad about it. And then did it work out for everybody? It worked out for most. Oh, okay. Not everybody. Yeah. Eh? Not not everybody. Okay. Yeah, not I've too heard. Bad, but... Not too bad. Not too bad. I know. Um, I did check out a, a new Brian Paulin film. A new one. A new one called Septic. Oh dear. And let the flesh turn septic. A young couple who has been trying desperately to have a baby seek an alternative solution to their problem. Unable to afford regular surgery, they agree to have their unorthodox procedure streamed live. Here it's typed out as themed live. Uh, Which includes the demise of an organ donor. Soon after their lives delve deep into the underground world of snuff films and red rooms. Oh dear. As only uh, Brian Paulin from Boston can bring you. Um, was your review? About, I, I didn't look, but, about but was your review septic tank? No. Wow. Do you get that, though? Terra. That's terrible. Terribly good, some have said. Um, yeah, this one, like like a Brian Paulin film, not for everybody. Okay. But this one, it definitely made me go, I like Brian Paulin when there's like ghouls in it, like cool monsters and mm-hmm. stuff. This is about the horrors of man. Oh, like who the real monsters are, per, per chance? Yeah, who the real monsters? Yeah. Okay, interesting. This this is this is about like snuff filmmakers. Yeah. So just like watching innocent people get killed and hacked to death on camera. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of ponytails. Oh. A lot of goatees. Is that good? Yeah. I mean, what do you think? How do you feel? I'd say that's pro. Okay. Like, there yeah. you go. Your answer. Okay, good to know. Very nice, very nice. 
Uh, Kim and I also watched uh, Tragedy Girls. Oh, yeah. Those Canadian guys, right? Who made that? Yeah, I believe so. From Edmonton, From Edmonton. Oh, you got a lot of Edmonton Ed- movies in this week, huh? Ed- Edmo. Uh, yeah, so this is Tyler McIntyre, who did Tragedy Girls. Uh, also did that Patchwork movie from ages ago that wasn't very good either, and I don't know about Tragedy Girls. This is a, a satire about social media, RJ. So, How do you feel about that? I feel like I've seen a few horror movies such as that of, of late. Yeah. Well, they don't have a podcast, so I can't put it <sighs> yeah. on my podcasters and horror list, sadly. Yeah. Uh, but they, they are, these are like Insta stars or people who want to be. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing is that there's these two girls, Michaela and Sadie. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the tagline for this film. Friends who slay together, stay together. Mm. Uh, Michaela and Sadie, two death-obsessed teenage girls, use their online show about real-life tragedies to send their small Midwestern town into a frenzy and cement their legacy as modern horror legends. Uh, So this movie opens up with these girls uh, setting a trap to try to capture a local serial killer. Mm -hmm. uh, Like a a slasher man. uh, Played by one Kevin Durand. RJ. Oh, the blob, hey? Yeah. He's Canadian. That's right. He is. Yeah. yeah. Um So they they catch him. Mm-hmm. And, and so what they're doing is they're going to like they're trying to get they're drumming up likes and followers. And so they're trying to uh create the circumstance in which they are the pinnacle of these local internet detectives mm. who are going to bring attention to the case and shame uh local law enforcement. Uh, into doing the right thing. Uh, Craig Robinson shows up in this for a As little Craig bit. Craig Robinson? Uh, pretty much. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, who who really is Craig Robinson? Difficult to say. Uh, so anyway, yeah, the movie is just like these two girls. Uh, one's got a guy that's interested in them. You know, there's always that problem. Mm-hmm. The one gets jealous. They don't really like this. Pulling apart at the friendship, what's at the core of it. But then there's also... Uh, seems to be growing evidence that maybe one of them isn't very well at all. But it's like, well, they're both killing people together. Do you think one of them might be the real monster? <laughs> well, that's right. Or maybe, as it turns out, they're both monsters. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. This movie's got like a weird tonal thing <laughs> that I just found off mm-hmm. for the most part. It's not, t- it's not terrible. Uh, this is Tubi viewing mm-hmm. at its finest. Uh, competently made. But by the end of the movie, I was just like, oh, that's it. Mm. That's all. We're good. Okay. It's, yeah. I gave it two and a half stars. Didn't leave much of an impression. For me, anyway. Mm. Yeah. So you're a big fan. Big fan. Nice. Always, always good when, fan. You, when, you love, when you like a show. Not too bad. Then, yeah, there's a couple of Tubi viewings that just kind of were, like, not much to talk about. Like, Scream and Scream Again, uh, Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde. Yeah. Um, Kim and I did watch Waxwork 2, Lost in Time. Oh. I barely remember the first Waxwork. That's okay. doesn't really matter. This movie's got some cool um, uh, horror movie pastiches that they throw in, <clears throat> which I didn't mind. Like, I thought I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, there's even, like, a Dawn of the Dead one mm-hmm. where, like, they... So what happens is... Uh, it's this guy and gal. They're they're jumping through time because it's like the girl 
from the previous wax work. Um, she's being framed for the murder of a severed hand that killed her stepdad. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. I, I, you know, you've heard stories all this time. Yeah. yeah. And so now they're like, wow, there's a court, there's a court case going on. They have to find evidence. Mm. Uh, so they wind up, you know, one guy's got the passcode for the time machine. So that they're kind of like, they have no control of where they're going back in time. So the first, they go back to Frankenstein time. Uh, they find a book on necromancy to show that it would be possible to uh, animate a severed hand. Mm, mm-hmm. And then I can't remember where else they go, but what what kind of happens to this movie that really drags it down a lot is they go to like a medieval setting mm-hmm. and it goes on for like 40 minutes. It that's sucks. That's good. The 40 minutes? It sucks. Oh. Or it sucks. Oh. It sucks. Or... Okay. Yeah, there's all, but there, before that, they do do a kind of a, the haunting slash um, legend of Hell House deal. Legend of Hell uh, House. Yeah, so it, it it's shot like Legend of Hell House. It's got the same kind of characters, but shot black and white like the haunting uh, with Bruce Campbell. It's kind of played for laughs, but it looks really good. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, this Anthony, Anthony Hickox really knows how to nail uh, these these homages really well. They look good. And then, uh, yeah, then there's so much time spent in the medieval times. And then they start jumping around through more time periods. Um, there's a fencing going on. Types, like every time you go to a different zone, like your, your clothes completely change. I'm not sure if it's like a time quantum leap type of deal where you're taking over somebody else's bodies. I don't think it is. Mm. But anyway, wax work. Again, ideal to be viewing. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I can't talk about Hasu because we're we're going to talk about oh, that no, in no. the Criterion. You Creed can't talk about Hasu. Year, years and years from now. Yeah. All, all I can say right now, though, um, overrated. Wow, huge. Huge. I uh, I have a copy huge. of that from a, a from a friend of the show that you gave me. I'd give it oh. away for a contest, but I tried that once tw- or two or three times. Never worked. Yeah, waste waste of time. Never worked except for the one that was worth money, and then that one was gone pretty quick. Yeah, weirdly enough, and that guy's never, never got... liked another one of our posts again. Yeah, never got a thank you even. No, we didn't. Fucking guy. All right. Fucking guy. Hmm. Uh, do you know about Love, Death, and Robots? I do. I haven't seen any of it, but uh... I watched one. Which one? Watched one. Bad Traveling, which is directed by David Fincher. Oh. I did not know that these were animated. Uh, I don't think this, they this, all this are. Also... I think. Well, this one, this one's CGI. I think some of them are have real people, or maybe okay. they don't. Maybe they are all animated. I don't know. Yeah, this this one's about a, a monster crab. Oh. And uh, and some people on a ship. It's sort of set in an alternate world, where this is the normal thing kind of like roger corman giant, giant yeah like giant sea creatures okay and whatnot. was it good but uh yeah what a guy making a deal yeah it's not too bad okay. it's, i just i think you would enjoy it i'll add it to my list for next year i'll watch it in the tub watch it in the tub yeah just like the autopsy watch it in the tub what about watching it in the tum bad uh i saw that you watched this um and that you're a fan of this is this uh indonesian by any chance this is Indian. Indian. Okay. 
There, 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 there's nothing Indonesian about all, it. All I saw this, was this the poster, from... and I saw that it was foreign. And I've recently been liking the Indonesian horrors, so that's why uh, okay. that's why I brought that up. Well, th- this is this is actually the first Indian movie I have ever watched ever. Are you some kind of idiot? You've never seen any Bollywood I just, movies? A, I don't know, RJ. How many Bollywood movies have you seen? Uh all of them. Actually, <laughs> I've probably see. seen one or two based on like. When we when I used to go pick up uh, that Indian food, they would uh, at Badshaw they'd always have the TV playing Indian like movies and TV and stuff like that. I've probably seen one through all of that. I was gonna watch that RRR movie, but I saw it was like four hours long or something. And I was like, get fucked. I think that's an action movie. It is, but it's like four hours long. Okay. Okay, yeah. so tell me about Too uh, Too Bad. Too Bad. Why it's the best movie? I watched all month. Yeah, you gave it a big, big fat four stars. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, wow, four stars. This is directed by, um, I'll butcher the pronunciation here, yeah. sure. Rahi Anil Barve. So this is a passion project, oh. from what I gather. So I this is based on the writings of this guy named Naran Dara, mm-hmm. who, based on my, my extensive research on Wikipedia... Uh, was a big Stephen King boy. Uh-huh. Apparently, uh, he was. Um, a lot of his novels and stories were inspired by uh, American authors, including Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was very much inspired by King's It and Grandma, mm-hmm. the short story Grandma, which is pretty much the first 15, 20 minutes of Tom Bad. I like Grandma. They've tried to make it a couple times in American movies, and they, they never seem to do it right. Well, uh, Tumbad, I think, uh, might fit that bill. So one reviewer mm-hmm. on the old uh, old uh, letterbox uh, mentions that they found out about this film from the Shockwaves podcast, RJ. What ha- and I guess Is that some, something some... I can check out today? <laughs> Absolutely. That's still on there. Oh, it's new episodes? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not familiar with uh, their status these okay. days. So anyway... Someone called through out there, Clive Barker's There Will Be Blood. Okay. And you go, whoa, 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 whoa. That can't be true, can it? And RJ, it kind of is. Really? It's actually, yeah, it's got like, it's like the ideas are there. Um, number one, this movie's gorgeous. This movie looks so goddamn nice. Okay. Uh, importantly, there is no singing or dancing in this Indian Not movie. Not like RRR? Um, not like RR, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what's an RR. But yeah, okay. there's no time for that in Tumbag. Okay. So uh, the person who directed this, they, they've been trying to get this off the ground for like 20 years before they actually made it. And in fact, I think the movie got made back in 2012. They didn't like it. And then they redid it. So nothing but time was put into this. Yeah, here it is. So Barb began writing the script based on a story a friend had told him about in 1993 by Marathi writer Narayan Darab. He wrote the first draft in 1997 when he was 18 years old. From 2009 to 10, he created a 700-page storyboard for the film. Hmm. It was optioned by seven production companies who backed out and went on the floor, went into production three times. It was first shot in 2012, but after editing, Barb and Shaw were not satisfied. The film was then rewritten and reshot, with filming uh, completed in May 2015. So this this movie uh, was on the the burner for a long time, and uh, that's pretty cool. That's neat. 
uh, that I think came together. So this is just on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's, it's lasted the last year. I don't think there's any other way to watch this. Like, I don't think there's a Blu-ray that I'm aware of uh, in North America. Mm. So it might be worth uh, getting to watching this sooner than later because maybe one day it'll just be gone and you won't be and you will not be able to enjoy Tom Bad. And that would be that would be bad. That would be bad oh, okay. for for me, the viewer. Then we then we'd have to call the movie Wood Bad. Bad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, not so, Indonesian. The tagline. Not Indonesian. Tagline for this film: A tale of greed beyond fear. India, 1918, on the outskirts of Tumbad, a cursed village where it always rains. Vinayak, along with his mother and his brother, care for a mysterious old woman who keeps the secret of an, of an ancestral treasure that Vinayak gets obsessed with. So the movie is three parts. Uh, the opening is the young kid with his mom and brother, and she, the mother is the mistress of this man who's like basically on his dying bed in this mansion. Uh, and they kind of live in this, you know, not quite a shack, but like this like older building and they are kept off to the side. So, I mean, they're not, she's not married to this man. So basically her kids are, this guy's bastards is the implication. Mm-hmm. And they are looking after uh, this woman, this person that they call grandma, the grandmother, okay. the great grandmother of the man who's in the mansion. There's something wrong with grandma or a Oh, grandma's not all there. She's something's a little off, She's but a little... if you speak, but if you speak the right words, you say sleep or Haster will get you. And that puts her right back to sleep. But all you have to do is make sure she's sleeping and fed and everything's great okay. for some reason. Uh, what happens, of course, is things happen as they have to in the movies and uh, some tragedy strikes. We get a we get a shot of grandma, and you're like, "What the fuck is going on with grandma?" Mm. Um, but then, so they leave. Um, they have to leave, move on, and then, of course, this this kid grows to be a man, and he wants to find out what was going on back there. Mm. There's there's tree people. There's uh, some shit in here, RJ. I don't want to even spoil it. Okay, but this is kind of like. It's like Blumhouse done right. Oh, uh, there's some. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. <laughs> like you'll be like, ooh, because when you get to the point, like it's a long point. Of, you're like, what's going on? Because this guy keeps getting. He goes back and he figures out where this treasure is, mm-hmm. and he's doing something, and you have no idea what it is for a very long time. And then you do find out what it is, and you go, oh shit, what the? Is he? Is he? <laughs> what pleasuring himself? the? Uh, no. He's not. Is that the assumption, though, that most people... What, he's just going off somewhere and jerking <laughs> off a little bit? Well, what did you ex- What did you think he was doing? Well, I I didn't... I was just like, what is going on? And then you get to it, and you go, Clive Barker's There Will Be Blood. Okay. <laughs> and then you go, yeah, make, that makes sense. Yeah, really cool movie. Uh, yeah, I, I had no expectations going into it other than hearing that it's really a, a very good little horror movie and i agree so would you review this or... tomb good yes i'd rename it oh okay interesting tom great i'm great all right all right yeah yeah this was that uh, kim and i watched this and she was on the same page we we're like yeah this, this is the this is the tippy top mm-hmm. okay of this month of this uh last and then month. it was all downhill mm-hmm. so... from there 
Some good stuff. Hey, there was like Black Phone. Mm-hmm. We talked about Black Phone. But hey, should we talk about Meg 3? Mathrigan? Yeah, we yeah. can talk about Mathrigan. It's been a while for me. For uh, Mathrigan. It's so, it's it's so, it, it has also been a while for me. Uh, Mathrigan. Okay. Well, you tell me about you, you're in Kim's viewing of Mathrigan. Uh, put this on as something that seemed modern mm-hmm. in its filmmaking. Uh, contemporary feeling, and so this is yeah, this is Blumhouse for two, yes, right? Yes, it is. Oh, a lot of Blumhouse. I mean, what, a lot of Blumhouse I this did, month. I, I did not, I did not note that on my tags. What are you new <gasps> at this? An RJ here. Yeah. Was fix, this your first fix. time? <laughs> but see, I notice it. I fix it. I I have no. So this is. That. Oh yeah, so this is from the director of Housebound. Yeah. Which is a the, very charming the movie. comedy. The. Is that the Austra- yeah. the Australian one? Uh, this would be, I believe, New Zealand, RJ. Australia, New Zealand, mm. Australia, kind of like that. And uh, the other thing I would notice: so this is uh, written by James Wan and uh, Akila Cooper, who's just all over the place uh, writing Hellfest uh, recently, The Nun Two, Malignant, and now working on Mem Three Gan Two Point when they get to the third one, what are they gonna do? They're in a lot of trouble here. Mem three 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 again. It'll be three Mithrians. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Three Megans. Oh my god! All... Yeah, we could barely stop one. <laughs> stop her. Uh, any 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 guesses on the tagline of this film? Uh, something about she's dying to play with you. That's not bad. That, I I actually don't bad. know. Is that what not... it was? It's not, but that's pretty yeah. good. Friendship has evolved. Mm, that's okay. As, I mean, that's fitting, uh, I suppose. So, a brilliant toy company, Roboticist, mm-hmm. uses artificial intelligence to develop Mithrigan, a lifelike doll programmed to emotionally bond with her newly orphaned niece. Freshly orphaned, RJ. Oh, yeah, she's a fresh one. You can... But when the doll's programming works too well, she becomes overprotective of her new friend with terrifying results. Ooh, how terrifying. Uh, and it's not that terrifying oh, at all. Okay. <laughs> this, So yeah, this is all about, like, I guess, how cool you think the Megan performance mm-hmm. is. Um, well, they got a real robot so have, for like, Megan. That's a real robot. You mean a- Amy Donald? Yeah, that's what they called the robot, but... Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Voiced by Jenna Davis. The Jenna Davis? Oh, yeah. Okay. She's a singer. Songwriter. Uh, so anyway, what happens in the Mithrigan? Yeah, anyway, so little girl's parents die in a car yep. accident. Uh, she's alive. There was some trauma involving like a derpy little doll thing. It's like a Furby. Like a robot. We get a bunch of stuff throughout this movie scattered about, which again is kind of satirical of corporations this movie from 2022 feels like a movie from the 1980s and i don't mean that as a slight but it's kind of hitting on these things uh and be like hey i don't know it's like gremlins or child's play it exists in those kind of like that uh feeling so anyway uh we get this allison williams is our protagonist she's not a great person though <laughs> Seems to be very indifferent to her niece, who she now has to look after. Uh, and she's like, I want to just make my robots. I want to work on my robots. And so she tries to figure out a solution. 
well, I can make this robot that'll be this girl's best friend, and we can, we can sell these for like how much money is it for one of these robots? I think it's ten billion dollars or something. Is it's something like forty thousand or ten thousand? Isn't it? it? Might be ten thousand. Yeah. There's a big difference, or yeah, compared to what I said. So, yeah, I think it's ten. Oh. Well, is it? That? But anyway, you're like, how many people like that? Seems really cheap for, for this, this like thing. fully functioning AI. Think about the the creeps yeah, we... out there alone who would pay for those things. Oh man, see they see they don't even talk about that. In this that movie. That's where Jarrett's Matrigan would go. Is it the black market of old, old single <laughs> men who are like, yeah, I'll take a couple. I'll take. Yeah. One might not do me. I better get a spare. <laughs> yeah, see that they didn't go there, RJ. Luckily for well, us, that's where uh, Dunk but, House. Hey, that's where that's that, that's where the Dunk House. That's where the sequels come. In Dunk House is yeah. uh, uh, like you'll find a Walmart. Yeah. And the the Dunk House <laughs> production company, your your guys' slogan was just Blumhouse. Something about you know you 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 ain't seen shit, you know Blumhouse, Dunk House, Dunk House. Yeah, no, Dunk House Dunk would House. be we go there, and it would be about all the pedophiles oh, yeah. and the rapists yeah. and. <laughs> we go there and that's it we, that's right we go there mm -hmm. like we, we yeah we, that's why we love freddy krueger yeah oh so, no dancing around there so anytime blumhouse would like to pay us for our ideas that's copyrighted you can't this is that's our intellectual right. property well, it's like well it's kind of like it's like black phone yeah they really skim they really skim over that part about uh um naughty boy time yeah, and you say, "Oh yeah, he he's just gonna beat him up, well, and kill him." But then, but and that's that's not how that goes, folks. No, they they always talk about how he would beat him up, and then the next night would be his favorite part of Naughty Boy, and that's where all the kids are like, "You don't want to be here for his favorite part of Naughty Boy." You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Well, I mean, especially if that's when he's just gonna kill you. Yeah, he he does something. Yeah, Blumhouse would prefer not to go that. They they, they want their movies to be uh, bankable at the box office. Yeah, but Dunkhouse. So, yeah, they, we they try to steal Dunkhouse. That's right. We got real powerful backers. Mm -hmm. They want to know how it really is. So anyway, yeah, they don't talk. They don't touch upon that element. They just avoid that. Uh, there's like a social worker that comes by. And you're like, oh, I've seen this scene. Everything's gonna go real bad while she's there. <laughs> We're gonna create some false tension. Mm -hmm. There's the neighbor with the dog next door. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, no, I was, I was. Yeah, there's the neighbor with the dog. I wasn't a huge fan of that. Well, you know, it's part of the story. I know. It's part of the story. Uh, so anyway, yeah. the... <laughs> This little Mithrigan, everyone goes like, oh, yeah, there's also this whole thing. So this is, like, supposed to be a corporate secret. So, yeah. so the girl and the robot bond immediately. Mm -hmm. She's everything that she needs to get through the mourning period. But the robot starts, like, you know, the AI starts developing and is left unchecked and is becoming very focused and also feeling very threatened by the fact that, oh, they're going to, like, do something to me. They're going to unplug me. Mm -hmm. I have to defend myself. Um, at the same time... Yeah, so this is so successful. They're going to reveal it on the product line at the company, and uh, how does it go? Oh, but she's like like allowed to keep the doll, and like they're walking around in public 
going to like picnics and yeah. like ch- child gatherings. And it's like funny because you get all these people's reactions of like looking at this little creepy doll. And they're like, oh God. <laughs> and they're just looking at it. They're like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh no, don't worry about that. And you're like, what takes, like what stops anybody from just filming this and uploading it online? Mm-hmm. Whoopsie poodle. There goes your corporate secret. Well, I mean, Allison, uh, or Williams, whoever the the designer gal is, she makes a comment at one point. She's like, "Yeah, you really shouldn't be out there, but uh, I'll put you with the other toys." And like, so that was like all things done, you know. Or it's like all settled. Yeah, the the shit really hits the fan when uh, uh, they go out to a like event out in the woods with a bunch of uh, at the school. Mm Uh, and while they're at that, there's a bully kid who's bigger than everyone. He's real weird, real. Because he was held back a year or something. Yeah, but yeah, there's other reasons. There's some real developmental issues, and he starts bullying our uh, young niece protagonist. And Meg three doesn't like this, and so she appears. Mithragan. Uh, yeah. Mithragan, and of course the guy's like, "What's this about?" Oh. And you get some real like vague like, "What's he gonna do to this doll?" Starts like throwing it on the ground and seems to be undressing it. And you're like, oh, what did boy. you think he was gonna do, Jer? I don't know what what bad bad boys and bad men is do. Is that what the, in the woods? Is that where your sequel would kind of take it? Would elaborate? Pick up? Yeah. It would, it, that's where it would pick up on. Well, anyway, the three again doesn't care and fucking what, he rips, tear his ear yeah, off. Yeah, she rips his ear off. Yeah. And, and and then and then you get some cool ass like chase through the wood stuff. Mithrigan goes like like a quadruped. Oh, yeah, it starts running along. Uh, that that was very funny. Well, quad, quadrupeds <laughs> very, like, are faster, right, than uh than yeah. us. So uh, it makes sense she could probably but, like. Which makes sense because she only does it once in the movie because the rest of the time she dances down hallways oh, yeah. because that that looks that's more memeable. Yeah. So anyway, that's that part was awesome. And then uh, that kid winds up falling off a cliff and falling to his death and hit by a car kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or he runs off into the field and gets hit by a car. Because that seems to be a real common thing in movies this month. Yeah. People getting hit by cars and just dying, and that solves the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so yeah, it turns out the, the robot's bad, and it keeps getting worse, threatening people, killing people. Uh, it's, it's supposed to be the big reveal of the doll at the, at the company, and mayhem ensues and some characters you think are dead just get spared because they're so likable and we don't want the movie to be too dark you feel like i'll never remember who these people are or they'll carry over to the the sequel who who cares anyway and then yet like robot fight at the end because there's a big robot i think named frank maybe uh uh yeah something like that movie's fine the movie's good it's fine it's uh as far as Blumhouse stuff, I mean, I like it more than a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. I'd watch Mithrigan over The Conjuring. I would watch Mithrigan over Malignant. Anytime. That too. Anytime. But would you yeah. watch Mithrigan over Blumhouse's Three. other endeavors? You know the ones, I mean. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, yeah, no, Mithrigan's, Mithrigan's not bad. It's got some. It's got some good charm to it. Like, it's got... Uh, they set up some actual kind of funny things and it does play out like in a way that you kind of want it to. You're like, I think this is probably what's going to happen and they don't really hide it. It's like, yeah, that's what's going to happen. And then it does happen. You go, yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. Even though they like, you know, they never really hide. They're pretty transparent from the start. They're like, this is what Megan does. Mm -hmm. And then you go, all right, cool. And then she does. 
And then you go, all right. And she just, she it does everything you expect it yeah. to do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought all that stuff was good. Um, the the only stuff I didn't like about it was just like some of uh, some of the scenes that they set in there to try to like basically like humanize these people. I was like, I don't know if you need this. Like, so the social worker scene is there, and the social worker's like, why don't you guys play with this ball? And she's like, roll the ball back and forth. And it's like, social worker lady, the girl's like 12 years old. She doesn't want, she's not one. Like, you know what I mean? Just rolling a ball back and forth on the ground. It's like, that little kid's way too old for that. What, are you nuts? You nuts? And then uh, Andrea caught a mistake. At uh, one point, there's a big thing about how the girl was homeschooled by her mom. And then at one point, the girl says that, uh, she found a cockroach in her uh, her munch her, her school bag, and it's just like, well, why do you have a school bag if you're homeschooled? Continuity error, Jared. We got him. Jason Blum, I hey. fucking got you. Well, maybe she went to school at one no. point, and then began being homeschooled. No, can't can't be true. Let's just say we got him. Okay, you got him. <laughs> Uh, the giant robot battle at the end is good. You you like it? You're like, yeah. I think his name's Bruce. <laughs> okay. Or so, it's something like that. You're like, yeah, go Bruce. And uh, but then you feel bad. You're like, oh no, no, I hope nothing bad happens to Bruce. Yeah, you get uh, make three getting getting torn in half yeah. and still coming at you. She still comes like at you, man. She still comes at you. No, it's yeah. Yeah, no, Mithragon is uh. Is it high high class? No, but that's not what you're in here for. If you want to see a killer robot movie, you you know what you're going in. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah, there were a few things I was like, hmm. but uh, <laughs> but there were other things that went oh. So mixed bag, I think. Uh, more on towards the good side. Yeah, Dragon. What what else have you been watching? Oh, right I didn't there? watch any movies this month. <laughs> Uh, you want to hear about pre-code Black Cat? Uh, <laughs> do I? Sure. I don't know. I mean, it seems like it seems like people who listen to this would probably like to hear about pre-code. This was on the Criterion Channel, Jared. <laughs> it was uh-huh. on the Criterion Channel. I wrote a review. It said it kind of plays out like a Mister Freeze origin story, rounded out by strong Hungarian men, Boris Karloff in a kimono. <laughs> And a single scene of a cat with a cat. So like I won't I won't actually talk about Black Cat that much, but like uh Bea Lugosi meets like this young couple on a train and then like as they're trying to drive somewhere, they like whether like I can't remember. It's either weather or like they're going to this is weather either derails them and they like have to show up at this house or one of them is planning to go there but the other one isn't and the weather makes it so that they both have to go. Uh, and the house is Boris Karloff, and he wears kimonos all the time. And uh, he's like, you may stay here tonight. And he's like, sorry, I'll be right back. And then Boris Karloff goes to his basement, and there's, like, frozen women everywhere. And he's like, exactly as a, he's like, their beauty has been preserved forever. And, it, and it, like, at one point, you find out that one of the women is Bail Lugosi's ex-wife, and she had, like, a rare illness. And he's like, I froze her so that she would never die and you're just like wow it is mr freeze 
It is Mr. Um, so then, you, yeah, you find out Bela Gosi went to jail and Boris Karloff was, it was his fault. But I just liked, um, I like that they wore kimonos a lot and they talked about hun- Hungarian men a lot because Bela Lugosi was Hungarian and they talk about Hungarians a lot. And I was like, interesting. What a fun thing. And then the one of the real standouts is uh, at, like, so it's like a young couple and Bela Lugosi, when they get to the house, they're all given separate rooms and there's like a, an adjoined door between the two men's rooms and Bela Lugosi opens it and he's like, hey, I hope you don't mind I leave this open tonight. And the young guy's like, yeah, that's fine. And then they kind of just like keep going about their business. And I was like, what? I was like, why wouldn't that guy mind? You know what I mean, Jer? Bizarre. Bizarre. Anyways, so that's pre-code. Um, what of, what mm-hmm. of, what of, what of that I watched would you like to hear about? Did you mention your uh, VHS viral? I haven't viewing? yet. No. So VHS viral. Yeah. So that was the one that I didn't know existed. Uh, and then I watched it. So where's my thing on VHS viral? The wraparound I don't care for. So the wraparound was like earthquake or, oh, yeah. or like, I don't know, people are turning into zombies or something. Like, I don't know. There's like a bunch of shit going on. And it kind of bounces back to the wraparound. So basically, like, the city is crumbling, and you're just like, okay, whatever. Uh, the first story is The Magician. Um, I didn't mind The Magician one, Jared. So uh, there's, like, a cape, and the cape gives you magic powers. And you can just do anything. Demon. Yeah, demon cape. Yeah, demon cape. And you just do anything that a magician does. Uh, you'd be like, whew. And you, like, disappear people, and you're just like, oh, wow. That's fun. Um, he's a real, like incel magician because he's like getting these like uh uh well his thing he's got like all these young girl assistants but he feeds them to the cape and you're just like yeah i didn't mind that one uh and then you have the portal sex dick monsters which was uh which was also not bad yeah it's a really good tension uh throughout this thing until kind of the the big reveal of um uh what the monsters are you know what i mean but yeah, so the, because like the whole thing is set up as this woman's husband is a scientist, and he's got he a creates lab a doorway. Downstairs. Well, so he's doing universe. stuff downstairs, yeah. and she goes and checks it out and realizes that oh shit, because you just come out the other side of your own apartment, mm-hmm. and then things happen. Well, yeah, so he and it's pretty he cool. turns it on, yeah. and he on the other side of it is another version of him in a different universe who is also working on this portal. And then they're like, hey, do you guys, it's, they're like, everything looks kind of the same. Why don't we swap and just see what's going on over there? And, <laughs> oh, yeah. and then they do. And then the one guy's walking through and he sees like family pictures of uh, the people. And he's like laughing at him. He's like, what a bunch of fucking losers. And he's like walking and he's like, goes to the wife's room and she's asleep. And he's like, uh-huh. And then the other guy's in. Uh, the good guy's in the, the bad guy's house and he's hearing like weird sounds and he goes up to the wife and she's got like a bunch of young like Italian or Spanish men like in Speedos and they're like, oh, are you joining tonight? And it was just like, what is this? A, is this a sex universe? Was this RJ's house? Well, <clears throat> let's not talk about that. So anyways, uh, yeah, that one's not bad. Um, you You get a brief pop back to the wraparound where it's like, 
It's just like a, a short where a dog gets stabbed in the head, and you're like, why? Yeah. You're just like, who thought that was a good idea? I have no idea why that's for, in here. For laughs. For laughs. But it's not funny, like, even at all. What? what? It's like a... You don't think a uh, dog getting stabbed in the head is not funny, RJ? I... What? It's so bizarre. And it's like three minutes. It's like, it's really short. It's like three minutes long. You're like, why is this in here? I don't know. Uh, well, the whole wraparound thing in this is like, yeah, there's the... Bad. They're, the cab nonsense. thing is part of the wraparound, too, kind of. Oh, yeah. The uh, back of the cab pornographer revenge. Yeah, it's about the porn stuff. And you're just like, ah, oh, this is not interesting. And then it cuts back to the wraparound again. It wraps it up. And you're just... I, I didn't talk about the good one, but... It wraps it up, and you're just like, all right. Um, uh, the only cool thing in the wraparound is one guy gets dragged by, like, a car. They, like, tie him to oh, the yeah. back, and it's, you just see, like, a body, like, hit the little legs, like, getting drug on the asphalt, and you're like, all right, that's pretty good. Um, but then you get you get the Skater Boys, Jarrett. Have you ever seen a sk- Skater Boys? The Later Boys. Skater, skater Boys v. Mexican Blind Dead Cultists. Yeah, it's very good. So it's, like, two skater dudes, and they hire... um like a videographer they're from like palo alto or palo alto type area sure somewhere southern california and they're like let's uh go down to mexico and uh shred on uh they're like the canals yeah and the canals down there and so they go down there and then they see like a dude in a cloak and there's like a pentagram in the canal and they're like what's this man and they like go up to it and the guy's like ah, and they're a like, cool shit so they like fight him and beat him up and then cloaked men appear everywhere. And they're like, oh, no. It's very good. You you just have to watch it. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's it's definitely, I think it's actually one of the better VHS shorts. That there is. I like, I like that one yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. That one is, uh, that one's very, very good. Yeah. So the, uh, the, me- um, the skater dudes versus the occult is very nice. Jared. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Uh. As nice as Encounters of the Spooky. Man, thing? this movie is really good. There's just like a couple weird things in here that I was like, oh, man. I was like, you don't have to rip the chicken's head off on on camera. It's like, well, hey, baby, that's Hong Kong. Uh, yeah, I know. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a wizard battle unless like some animals get fucking. Unless there's a blood sacrifice. It only happens once, but uh, I do. I'm sure I I know I didn't see anyone do this, but I know I'm not the first person to probably like put these things together. I thought it was like Jackie Chan and the Evil Dead. Like it's like Kung Fu comedy, but it's got like horror aspects. Uh, Like the first two minutes of this movie is like a skeleton arm pinching someone's butt. And you're like, all right, I'm in for a good one here. Um, So. The story is like this guy and his wife is like cheating on him and he's like trying to catch her and he's he's kind of like a schlumpy dude. Um, but little do you know, he's actually a secret kung fu master. Samo Hung? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he beats ass, oh, man. He does what? I, he beats ass. Okay. He, the fact that you call this guy Jackie Chan, I'm like, RJ, you know Samuel Hung. I don't like, know him. I've never... He, Samuel Hung is like he's he's on par with Jackie Chan. He's another like household name well, I, of like uh, of martial arts. I, my movies. my 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 Chinese filmography isn't uh, isn't expansive. Samuel Hung has been in two hundred and twenty nine films. Let me tell you how many I've seen. Where was he in any of those films with Jackie Chan? Uh, he was. Or no, I'm sorry, not he was Bruce Lee. He was. I have seen two of his movies. I have seen this film. 
and I've seen Around the World in 80 Days, uh, which starred Jackie Chan and Steve Coogan. See, you've never seen Ip Man? No, I have not seen those. Oh, my God. So I, I mean, I didn't know who Sam Hong was, but uh, I thought he was like, he's, he's like an unassuming dude. He, he just looks like a dude, like a guy. You're just like, oh, that's just like a dude. But then he... He's a... Yeah, he's another. He's like a yeah, huge, huge uh, Hong Kong well, action star. Now I do. Huge. Now I do. Maybe we'll do Hong Kong May, and just do Hong Kong films. Yeah, I could. But I all, mean, that's the track them all down. Only things filmed in Hong Kong though. Shanghai doesn't count. Beijing doesn't count. Well, yeah, that's very different. Hong Kong is where's the the film industry. If was. we called it Chai May, do you think we'd get hit with a hate crime for like China? But Chai Chai May. Then that's not okay. That's not okay. Uh, well, yeah, I didn't know this dude, but um, he's very good and he, he does a very good and he and he directed it. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I like in this is how much he's like, um, like he really leans into the role of like, uh, kind of like really good by mistake. Like, he's always trying to like run away or he's like falling, but he like falls in the right way where he like sets off something onto the, the people who are after him. You know what I mean? Like, uh, they, they really kind of stretch it or like make the point where it's like, he can kind of do stuff, but a lot of stuff happens on accident in a way. Right. Uh, so like he, he knows his wife is cheating on him, but he can't prove it. And then it turns out his wife is cheating on him with, uh, this old dude and the old dude sets it up. He, he gets a magician and he's just like, Hey man, you gotta like, go kill this, my, my gal's husband because he's giving her a hard time. So they like set him up. They set him, they're like, Hey, if you stay in this tomb, we'll give you a hundred dollars. And he's like, okay. And he's like, this seems suspicious. So he, Sam Hung, goes to his own magician and was just like, what do I do to like get through the night? And he's like, I'll help you. Uh, and then what you find out. Uh, and so he does make it through the night. And then the, the, the bad magician who was hired is like, what the fuck? He's like, he should have made it through all of the, uh, the uh, zombie man I sent after him that he like controls and then does Kung Fu with. Uh, and then you find out um, that the bad magician and the good magician are brothers and the good magician's like, brother, you can't be using your magic for evil. And he's like, what the fuck? Uh, and then it turns into magician battles for a while. But uh, encounter of the spooky kind is, I thought, I thought it was very good. I was entertained the entire time. I don't remember too much about this. So when I watched this, I had bought this off of like a some import site that was selling these things. So I think like the picture quality or version of this I have mm -hmm. like on a Blu-ray isn't the best. I think the subtitles were a bit whatever, mm -hmm. uh, but it was the only way to watch it at the time. So I wanted to watch this movie 2016. So that's like seven years after the fact. Uh, I, all I remember, I give it three stars. Mm -hmm. I think it might be on a rewatch might be a little better than that. But all I remember, because I made a note of it, the last like 10 seconds of this movie are like fucking awesome. Oh, it's like, wicked. They're just amazing. Yep. Yeah. The last, the last like, 10. What the it really wraps things yeah. up. <laughs> the last 10 seconds is good, but the last 10 minutes is wicked. It's like you have the tower battle between the two magicians. Like, because there's a thing, it's like the higher magician wins. And then they like take out, they send spirits to take over like the the people's bodies. And it's like spirits of um, 
kung fu spirits it's like monkey and uh one of them is like monkey now and he's like ah! and he's doing like monkey kung fu and you're just like man that's cool uh yeah it's got it's it's got wicked action i thought it was i thought it was great um and you know where i watched this shirt was on the criterion channel Mm-hmm. and it had very good quality and i think one of the re- maybe this maybe this should come to the criterion so there's like a good movie to look forward I was gonna, to like maybe one of the reasons i like this a, a great deal was because um because i was like hey a good movie on the criterion channel what a what a treat it's like that doesn't happen very often um so anyways and then yeah you brush your uh knuckles off on your sleeve and go <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, spooky kind is uh, is real good. I like uh, I like me that spooky kind. No. Um. What What about Renfield? Uh Well. <laughs> it's a it's a confused movie. It's half okay. like splatter gore movie, and half. Well, half comedy, but then also half like trauma counseling for people, and I feel like. I feel like it should have just done one or the other because it's all about like Renfield being in a, like an abusive relationship going to counseling and you're just like, okay, they're playing this stuff straight, but then it cuts to like, like hardcore action scenes where it's like dudes with machine guns chasing Renfield and you'll get like a 10 minute action scene and uh, you get, you get actually like uh, a surprising amount of gore. Like I wasn't expecting it. Like bodies are exploding and like arms are getting broken in half where the bones rip out. And I was like, Hmm. I was like, I wasn't expecting all the gore in here, but um, I feel like the action scenes and the, uh, this guy living as like in this uh, relationship with Nick Cage, they don't, I don't know. I think there's two movies here and I, I, I can see some people being like, oh, it's good. You get the best of both worlds. And it's like, maybe. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I don't know about Renfield, Jared. I don't think you would like it yeah. at all. That's kind of my feeling. Um, Nick Cage is cool in it, but, I like, Nick Cage is good in everything, in my opinion. Like False. No, he's good in everything. I mean, maybe not Bangkok Dangerous. I'd say that's, that's a loss for him, <laughs> but uh, that's one of the only ones. I... I like Nick Cage. I think he's very good, and he he is good in this, but uh, he can't carry this thing on his own, you know. So yeah, I don't think you're gonna like uh, Renfield at all. Dang. You know what you would maybe kind of like, but would probably give it two and a half. What? Random acts of violence, which is Canadian mm. film, Jared. Uh, well, everything that poster does not excite me. Yeah. You would not you would very, very much dislike this movie has comic vision sequences where it's like moving comic books and you would not like that at all. Um, okay. But, uh, I didn't mind like a good chunk of it. Uh, so it's Jay Baruchel, so a Canadian guy. I, th- I don't know if he filmed it in Canada, but a-, a couple of the other actors in this are Canadian, I think. Take I don't know. It takes place in like Idaho or something. But um it's like a comic artist and he's touring and he writes a, a horror comic um, called Slasher Man. Uh, and oh. yes. And uh, what happens is the comics are like based on like some real kind of killer guy who like haunted a highway for like a, a year or two and then they never caught him. So it's like that, but it builds off of it into like its mm. own thing. 
the tagline for this film is death imitates art yes so uh so it was like it was based off of this real thing and then he kind of elaborated on it and like he's touring it because the comic series is coming to an end and then uh what happens is while they're passing through the the town where like this this stuff actually happened uh they put some of their comics out and Jarrett, wouldn't you know slasher man is alive and he's living there and he sees this comic and he says i don't know i don't know if i like these people writing comic books about me or does he and then what he starts doing is slasher man goes out and starts killing people in the way that the comic book is and uh like reenacting like all the really grisly ones and so um the uh the comic book artist and jay barishals and this is like his agent uh they like go to the police immediately they're like yeah someone's like reenacting this and the cops are kind of like maybe you guys shouldn't have drawn all this stuff in the first place and then you go oh Uh oh so uh it's kind of it's got kind of a a weird message at one point i put like part of this movie is like is it like saying that like horror content um like radicalizes people into like doing these bad things but then the movie is also like kind of about trauma actually i should update the tag i think this is a guilt monster movie Jarrett. oh you know about guilt monsters and grief and loss sure do yeah yeah. i gotta i gotta update this this is both of those things uh no i don't know i didn't mind it i i don't know if you would actually like it you'd maybe like a couple scenes out of it but uh yeah at some points there's like comic vision and you're kind of like oh you're like, I wish that wasn't in here, but uh, huh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, Jer. You know, what movie you'd fucking love <laughs> is that Russell? Crow? It's got Russell Crowe in it, not Boggy Creek. I'm is not it? gonna talk about Boggy Creek. Um, all you know, all you need to know about that movie is Bigfoots and Dick Beats. It's got a killer soundtrack, you get some Bigfoots, but like, there's also, I don't know, they they really lean into the uh documentary style and there's like people beating up dogs and it's like there's a real dead cat at one point and you're like i don't know if any of that was necessary um but pope's exorcist with uh russell crowe this is i mean i don't know if you could make a movie more for for me personally than uh <laughs> pope's exorcist <laughs> now what, what would you get out of this movie a little bit i think you would you would enjoy seeing Russell Crowe on that Vespa driving by people yeah. going cuckoo, cuckoo. So when he like passes people, he goes cuckoo and you're going, what? And they like subtitle and it goes cuckoo. And you're like, what's he doing? You're not missing out on anything then. Um, yeah. So like, okay. Apparently they're like, uh, like the catechism, the Catholic church had like a premier exorcist. And he worked like he was assigned by the Pope and his job was like, you are hunting down all of these like high risk sites that like we have like uh, um, they're either they were spotted and like consecrated or they've been deconsecrated or like whatever. And uh, they're like, you're you're a main dude. You're going out there and you're going to do this shit. And Russell Crowe's like, you're the Pope's exorcist. The Pope's exorcist. Uh, and the movie opens with uh, he goes to a place where the uh they're like he's got all the signs of a classic like possession and they're like what do you mean or russell crowe's like what are the signs and they're like he's speaking in english but he doesn't know english and russell crowe's like son of a bitch and you're just like whoa this movie's intense uh and then like 
Russell Crowe does something and the guy's better and he's like he was faking it so you can tell. Uh he speaks um Latin in this, Russell Crowe. Like Wolfgang and uh, Wolfgang. Yeah, yeah. Like he's got he like speaks Latin, but he's also like supposed to be Spanish, I think. Like from Spain. His name is Gabriel Amort. Amort. Like, That's like a like a death. Like a death. So um and then you cut to like this family, this American family who uh, has a house in I don't know, it's like Portugal or some shit somewhere in Europe, and uh, um, it's like a mom and two kids, and uh, it's like a little boy and a teenage girl, and you find out that they've like inherited this place and they're gonna fix it up to sell it, and it's an old. Uh, um, when they pull up, the girl's like, "We left everything in America for this." She's like, "This shithole." And it's like a it's a literal like million dollar cathedral. It's this huge cathedral with like all these rooms and stuff. And the, the daughter's like, we're going to stay in this piece of shit. And it's just like, what? Like, you're living in a mansion now, girl. What are you talking about? It's wild. <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, um, they're like renovating and the kid finds a box and there's a demonic coming out of it and he becomes possessed. And uh, he asks for the Pope's exorcist explicitly. And then at the same time, Russell Crowe is getting, like, evaluated by, like, a panel of, like, high bishops or something. And uh, there's, like, a young guy. And he's like, he's like, I don't know if I believe in this evil that you talk about. And all the old bishops are like, oh, no, evil's real, pal. You you don't know. But the, the young guy's like, I don't know, Russell Crowe. You maybe not have a job next year as exorcist. And you're just like, oh, you got to believe him, man. It's like, you're young. You don't know the evils that exist in the world. Uh, so Russell Crowe goes to the house. And uh, it's the toughest exorcism he's ever had. You know, Jared, like, uh, yeah, well, yeah. it's one of the one of the tough ones. Uh, the torment in the family. Um, Russell Crowe offers himself up for sacrifice because he's just like, He's like, you know what? I got to do it. Uh, he's got to take me. Me. Uh, he, he's got to absolve from his sins. There's a lot of confession in this movie. He says, before we go in, we must confess. If you have a sin, the demon, it'll smell the sin. And you're just like, oh, yeah, that's wicked. Um, and you find there's like tunnels mm -hmm. under the, the mansion. And uh, this demon has gotten uh, priests before. And you're just like, oh, man, this guy, this demon's really bad. Um, and then you find out that the Inquisition is blamed on like uh, possessions throughout history. So like uh, like the Inquisition and you know witch trials and stuff like that. This movie's kind of like yeah that shit's real. It was demons, so it's a good thing we killed all those people. And you go oh I see, <laughs> see I see what the message is here. Uh, and anyways they they fix it and then they go back to uh, Pope Central like the headquarters the Vatican, and yeah. uh, mm -hmm. they're just like we have. We have found all of the places that are high risk, Russell Crowe. And they're like, we want to send you there. And he's like, how many spots are there? And they're like, 199. And then Russell Crowe's like, let's go to hell. And then he rips his Vespa. It's like, and then he drives out of there, which is pretty cool. So uh, yeah. they, they promised 199 sequels, Jarrett, for each one of these yeah. places that he goes and, and puts down. Holy shit. True. Uh can't wait. I, I can't i can't wait um it's not a movie that people are gonna like uh for it being good or anything like that mm -hmm. but i enjoyed it pretty considerably okay. um it scratches a lot of my itches if you know what i mean 
Mm-hmm. If you uh, know what I mean, Jarrett. So Catholic guilt. And Catholic horror, baby. Catholic horror and Russell Crowe. And Russell Crowe. How could you get better? Rusty. Uh, but there is a lot of extended scenes of him riding around on a Vespa, which is um relaxing. Kind of. Yeah. There's something nice yeah, about it. Is. Um, so I could talk about more. I could do kids and butterfly kisses, or I could put a pin in it. What do you think, there, Jerry? Put a pin, put in, a pin it. in it. Yeah. Yeah. The Pope's Exorcist got you, huh? I watched. Yes, RJ. I I don't know. That'll be a movie that one day I might just you're gonna because I know it'll be it'll be easy to watch. But I don't, that wasn't that day hasn't come. You yet. will watch it one day, and I assume you're gonna go. Oh, RJ. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So I watched the second Indian movie I've ever seen. Oh. Ever. Uh, in my only life. two? Uh, now it's up to two. Oh, okay. Uh, a little movie called Mahakal. Uh, okay. Yeah. Is that anything like Tombad? That's not. Oh, okay. this, this is a more on the. This is a horror movie uh, as well, but it's also Bollywoody. There's yeah. a singing and dancing. And I don't know what the baseline is of what's good. I feel like this is not great. This is not a good example of Bollywood. Okay. So, Mall Call is 100%. Uh, it came out in 1994. 100% doing a Nightmare on Elm Street ripoff. Mm. Like, full on. Like, they use the music. They use, like, dream scenes. Mm-hmm. They don't look exactly the same, but there's, like, visual callbacks straight from it. And you're like, oh, I see. Mm-hmm. And they sprinkle this throughout this relationship movie mm-hmm. with dancing, but also like gang raped for comedic effect. And you Can go, you say that again? Oh, attempted uh, gang rapes, okay. but for, 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 for laughs, it feels like. Okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, it's odd. It's a, it's a choice. Um, tagline, or sorry, no tagline, but description. Mm-hmm. A demon torments the family and friends of Anita in order to take revenge on his death, which was caused by her police officer father. The rest of the movie is how Anita tackles the demon with the help of her boyfriend. Mm. So, but they don't mention the other stuff, uh, like going to the beach, having some dancing, uh, then hanging out with friends, doing some more dancing. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, this, yeah, and every once in a while you fall asleep and the... You know, not Freddy Krueger shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the dream demon, and he he messes. What does not up. Freddy Krueger look like? Does he have um knife? I think mullet. Mullet. He's got knife. Oh, he's got total Freddy Freddy Krueger fingers. Okay. Do you? Yeah, he's got like a cape, more of a cape. At any point, did you kind of just appreciate that it was just a, a flat out rip off? They're like, yeah, we're just gonna go. Oh, I, I was fine. Oh, I was totally fine with that. I, that's what I was mm-hmm. signing up for. Uh. I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the uh, not not Freddy genre mm-hmm. uh, that this would belong to, uh, along with such films as Don't Panic, Bad Dreams, Night Killer, Ooh. Dream Maniac, Dream Stalker, The Sleeping Car. Great, great. It's a great uh, tradition mm-hmm. ripping off Freddy Krueger movies. I mean, all like camp camp movies with slashers in it. I mean, they're Friday, Friday the Thirteenth, but there's this. Those you can get away with because you're like, yeah, there's killers in woods, I'm sure. Or how many dream killers are there? I mean, at least a couple. Uh, all these ones have f- knives for fingers. Uh, but yeah. the actual the, the the dream sequences in this look 
awesome. Mm. Like uh, they look, they look really cool. Uh, like the cut lighting and stuff like that is great. But then there's like a comedy character throughout this. I don't know what you would call this dude. Maybe he in uh, India in 1994. This was like Jim Carrey. But there's bits where he's like, you know, they'll have a shot of uh, Michael Jackson's um, Thriller album mm-hmm. cover. And then this guy shows up, like hamming it up in a Michael Jackson outfit. And then he does a little bit of Michael Jackson dancing. And then he shows up again. And then he shows up uh, playing two different characters. Mm-hmm. And they're having some some comedic interactions. I, I mean, I don't know. This isn't this isn't for me. I don't understand it. Uh, it's not funny, mm-hmm. but it's there. I'm not sure if this is a <laughs> indicative of other Indian movies. Uh, I guess I'd have to watch more. You should watch RRR because I could. People absolutely love that fucking thing. I know they do, mm-hmm. but I, I'll have to get around to it sometime. But. Oh yeah, Maha calls. I mean, it, it's also a hundred and thirty-two minutes long. That sounds good. <clears throat> if you cut out all the Bollywood stuff, it would be a pretty good little like Nightmare on Elm Street pastiche. Oh, pastiche, oh. you say? Uh, yeah, it'd be it'd be fun for that. Okay. But yeah, it's pretty fucking long. All that the goofy stuff in there. Mm-hmm. I checked out this one movie called Offerings, which is an absolute not Halloween movie. In the sense that it's like, oh, this isn't... You've never heard of Michael Myers' Halloween, right? Uh, At I all. I haven't. What's that? No. Uh, well, let's listen to this. Remember him before he dismembers you. Not bad. Ten years after he was pushed down a well, a young man kills off the neighborhood bullies who tormented him and leaves their body parts as presents for the one girl who was kind to him. So you read that and you go, oh, that sounds not like... Halloween at all, but oh no, he goes in an insane asylum. Mm. He returns to the old house he grew up in, and he's just killing people off one by one. You never see his face; he's always shot from behind. Mm. I believe he is wearing like a like some sort of boiler suit outfit, and yeah, he just goes around and kills people mindlessly. Uh, yeah, this this drags forever. Uh, it's background movie watching, mm-hmm. not great, but. <clears throat> RJ, are you familiar with the Mangler films? I've seen one of the Manglers, I believe. Well, I mean, you might want to check out and or change that. Oh, okay. And introduce another Mangler into your life. The Mangler 2, a piece of Canadian horror filmmaking. Interesting. Uh, directed by uh, Michael Hamilton Wright, who's this is his only film. Mm-hmm. Would you say that you're Escape a Mangler be- man, Jarrett? I, I would say that. Okay. Escape before it rips you apart. A teenage girl mistakenly downloads the Mangler 2.0 computer virus into her high school's new state-of-the-art computer system, and all hell breaks loose. Okay, so wait. It's a hard shift from an actual, like, huge huge mechanical press to a a mangling AI? Is that what we got here? Yes, with Lance Henriksen. Oh, I mean, what was Lance Henriksen not in that involved mangling AI? You you going to pay? He'll show up. Mm -hmm. They even actually throw in a bit where uh, he vomits up some white stuff, just like in Aliens. Oh, really? Yeah. I think Lance would do pretty much anything if you asked. Like, you know what I mean? Every man has a price. Mm. So, you're... so people really, people really are unfair to Mangler too, RJ. Okay. So he's got he's got like a two point four in Letterboxd. Um, a lot of half stars, one stars. Not right. Mm. Not right at all. 
This is, I don't know if you call this, if you have 90 sweat, what do you call the early 2000s? I ha- I actually did create a take for that. What, what did you call it? 2000s grime. 2000s grime. grime. What about, how about 2000s grind? Uh, I mean, that could be your take. I mean, I, I don't know. This doesn't feel like 2000s grime. There's a lot of midriffs, mm. uh, neck neck necklaces those beaded ones that are tight fitting around the neck choker collars why well, i dropped like this i dropped 2000s grime on halloween resurrection because that's some 2000s oh, grime you know what i mean well i mean do, how do you feel about those uh, early 2000s you were 12 at the time i was a young man if you want to flash back to that period of time maybe check out mangler 2 next year okay uh yes yeah, so this movie it's got a french canadian man in it he's a french canadian chef um he literally on his little billboard in his uh office in the kitchen he has a canadian flag with a big x like a big hazard no on it Wait, like he's anti-canada he's anti-canadian nationalhood i guess okay (laughs) yeah he's he's a separatist i guess or he just hates all of canada he hates anglo canada he loves french canada the opposite he 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 lives in this movie way longer than you'd ever expect. Mm. <laughs> but so yeah, anyway, uh, this movie opens up with hacking, uh, as you saw probably on Discord. Mm-hmm. There's a person all in black doing some classic hacking. Yep. Uh, she goes to a really rich school that's like, <laughs> like literally just a high school, but apparently it's now now computer run. So you know, like those like you know uh, when you close the bleachers in the gym. Mm-hmm. Imagine, if you will, if those were computer controlled, and it's just like that episode of the X Files where someone gets killed in it. Well, you die in the just game, like you that. die for real. That's right. Wow. Like that. That's huge. <laughs> um, but yeah, essentially, these people are running from a power cable for now. I don't know, forty-five minutes. Pretty good. Was this a Tubi? Uh, I believe it is a, a Tubi. What isn't a Tubi nowadays, eh? No. Magic words. Tubi. So you're a Mangler you know man. I'll check I, it out. I, 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 I highly recommend you check out the Mangler 2, RJ. I'll check it out next year. I think I, I think you'll like it. I think you'll get something out of it. I'll say. check it out next year, and I'll say, Hey, Jared, you ever heard of the Mangler? I said, this is a new movie I watched just on my own. Never heard no. of it before. So I watched these, there's these two movies here that I watched side by side, and it's very strange, the the poster art. The confluence here? Of uh, Dreamaniac Dream and Terrifier 2. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to say about Dreamaniac, who's uh, from director, your boy, David Decatau. Oh, uh, Decat me. Yeah, yeah there, there's a lot of lot of boy butts and uh, abs in he this. He loves hot oh, yeah. oh, he sure does. And the, the Dream Maniac has plenty of that for you. This is trying to be like a dream movie, but fuck, I zoned right yeah. out on this. So who cares? Who cares about Dream Maniac? Get it out of the way. The reason Jared's skirting uh, over this is Decot May is the front runner for next year. Oh, I can only imagine. Uh huh. Can't even imagine. All those 13, 13 pornos. Oh my god, <laughs> he's got so many. Okay, anyways, you tell me about Terrifier too. I, I will. Or okay. something else. I was just seeing when you want. Yeah, Terrifier or 2. Let's do it up. RJ, Art. Art is a bad man. He's a bad dude, some have said. Yeah, he is not great. Some have said. Uh, and this is... So I was looking up this movie. 
So this got so Terrifier yeah. two sequel to Terrifier. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if some people call this a trilogy already, but that's not true because we know there's going to be a Terrifier three. I think Come they on. announced it recently. Sure thing. So Damien Leone, yeah. he's he's back in the saddle. This movie got crowdfunded yeah. uh, like five hundred thousand dollars. Shows. Uh, this movie made fifteen million dollars at the box office. Really? That's and that was a limited release, pretty... right? Or something like that. It was out last last year, and I believe it's getting re-released now. Yeah. I mean, like November first after Halloween. And this, yeah, it's kind of weird to do that with a movie that just came out. It's very recent, but whatever. People are people are loving art. Down to clown. Art art lovers. Mm-hmm. Tagline for this film, RJ. Who's laughing now? That could be better. Art. Art's laughing. Art's always laughing. Uh, so listen to this synopsis. I'm like, what is this saying? After being resurrected by a sinister entity, Art the Clown returns to Miles County where he must hunt down and destroy a teenage girl and her younger brother on Halloween night. As the body count rises, the siblings fight to stay alive while uncovering the true nature of Art's evil intent. So the I think like the mistake here uh, with Terrifier Two was thinking you know what we need folks mythos <laughs> we need mythos I mean we need lore so they Terra Terra lore we, I, they... I ter- Terrifier is good yeah because it's just like raw fucking who gives a shit mm-hmm. he's like this you 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 want to see a slasher just fuck people up and just do horrible things and there's no escape mm-hmm. and there's no rhyme or reason. That's what Terrifier is. But it's not sustainable. I get it. So you you have to do Terrifier 2. We're going to get a little bit of that. We're we're still going to get art just like doing things to human bodies that you're like, Jesus Christ. It doesn't even make any sense. Why is he so strong sometimes? Other times he's just a guy. How how is that person still alive when they have no skin? He just grabbed he just grabbed them by their arm. He just fucking broke their arm in one single twist. Mm-hmm. And other times he's like struggling against like a hundred and twenty pound girl. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh, I'm being tossed around. I'm like, he just tore someone's face off with his bare hand. Yes, he did. <laughs> he's like without any resistance. Mm-hmm. But again, that that's neither here nor there. This is art times. Yeah. So anyway. So this movie opens up like pretty awesome. It's like a cold open. There's like some sort of incident occurring at a lab. It's, no, it's the ending of Terrifier One. So in I don't remember the end okay, of Terrifier so, One then. So Terrifier One ends where the cops show up and shoot Art in the head, and he gets taken to the morgue, and it's all over the, yeah. the news where it's just like, yeah, Art the clown, uh, he's been apprehended, and he's got that eye hole, but then he like wakes up, and so this the cold yeah. open of this is him, the the continuation the, of yeah, that beat. Okay, so he's taken out the um the morgue guys because he he even had like. One, one more the one guy. more guy. Yeah, yeah. So it picks up right where that's where it yeah. is. Okay, yep. sounds good. Okay, so it opens up right there. He's like, I can't remember what he does to this guy working at the hospital in the morgue. He but explodes his head basically. He's, he just explodes his head, or he also uh, takes his eyeball out so he can put it into his own eye socket because he lost his eye because it was shot. Yeah, out. and then it regenerates. Well, well, not... Yeah, well, yeah. So he has an, an eye in his eye socket, and but he's covered in blood. What do you What do you do? You got to go to the laundromat. Yeah. So he goes to a public laundromat. There's a guy sleeping. Yeah. Um. Art dresses down. You see that he's like a human body underneath. He's just a regular guy. Um. 
it's kind of weird to be like watching Bugs Bunny like take off his layer of fur. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to clean like, those oh, clothes somehow. Yeah, you got to clean it instead of just like he goes whoop mm-hmm. with his hand. But then you see there's like a a, a girl terrifier. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a, a girl art, and she's it's a silent little. You're like, what is this Harley Quinn business? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was like, I was on board with this and went, oh shit, is this why it's called Terrifier Two? Because there's two. There's two it's of a family. Them? Oh shit! And so anyway, this apparently is a figment of Art's imagination, yes. or is it? Y- yes. And uh, some and then dude's waiting for his laundry gets a broomstick through the top of his head <laughs> because you know, nothing ends well. When art is around. Nothing ends well when, when Art's around, and that's like that's the opening. Uh, and then we get to the credits. Wait, wait, wait! You, uh, you gleamed over our... the best oh. part of that cold open. The very best part. part. He's sitting there waiting for his laundry. He's naked, and then he like dreams up the little girl or whatever and then and then yeah. it, the next scene is him mopping the floor because he got water everywhere and stuff like that and oh yeah so he's like cleaning the floor and he's like he's like doing it very exaggerated uh and then and then you see that that guy's dead but that was my favorite part of almost the whole movie was art mopping the floor because he cleaned oh, up the, the, the first that was the first five minutes of yeah. this 138 minute yeah. long movie i there's other parts i like too but i just i liked it because art art's a art's a wild card man he might make a mess, but sometimes he cleans it up. Sometimes. Yeah. So uh, we're introduced to uh, Sienna, another like part of this name of girls' names in these movies where I go, oh, we got Harper, mm-hmm. Sienna, Sadie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so we got mentioned Lauren, who I thought was a cosplayer at first. Um, she's got an airbrush, mm-hmm. and she's making all her, her Halloween costume and stuff like that. And you're like, huh. Interesting. That's like probably not a bad idea uh, when you're recording the the horror con sec, uh, that where you've got, um, yeah, you're like, hey, this is about you guys. You guys are really into making your own costumes. Let's show that in a movie. And I'm like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find out she's got a brother, and her brother's really into Nazis and serial killers, as young men sometimes do on the internet. Um, you have their you have their mother who's at her wits end. Mm-hmm. She seems she seems to be very much uh, upset about everything in this. Kind of a, like fairly realistic mother kind of figure, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's single mom. It doesn't feel cartoonish. Yeah, she's she's pissed off with her kids and stuff like that uh, when they're like Being... doing stupid kid yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah, she seems like a, not a badly realized mom character. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in these horror movies, they're just I don't know shrieking assholes. Yeah, just to be ignored uh this one seems to be like oh she's uh seems to be a well-established character for for, for the purpose of the movie um and then you, you find out like her dad there, there was a dad who died and it's like he was drawing these pictures of like an angel warrior fighting a dragon and he found this dagger somewhere in his travels that he gave to her his daughter for a dark time in the future and you go and i'm like what? Mm. No, we don't need this. We don't, we don't need this in Art the Clown movies. Well, so they have done mythos for Art before in All Hallows Eve. Like Art is part of that the the hell the hell circle where there's like other demons. The ninth circle, yeah, bringing people like bodies down into hell through like the tunnels and stuff like that. So like you've gotten a little bit of Art before because there's a little things like they've shown him as like basically a like a demon from hell kind of thing. But, uh, mm-hmm. but this is, yeah, it's like, um, is this, is this saying Jared that 
the man upstairs is playing a, is playing a chess here and he's putting putting players down here that can combat this devil Jared no I want I mindless want chaos yeah. who, who who's like yeah who as I've described for it is watching you know Bugs Bunny yeah as a murder clown. There's no rules in reply. He does whatever he needs to. Mm-hmm. He poses. Like he'll show up in your door for him, leaning with his hands crossed, and he's just smiling at you and mm-hmm. goes, ah, 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 ah. But he's so always silent, mm-hmm. no talking. Yeah. Uh that's 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 when that's when these movies are at their best. I agree. And you're just and you're waiting for the because you're like, is Art going to fucking kill somebody right now? Or is he going to come back mm-hmm. later? And he's always got his fucking garbage bag, which I love. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Because uh, it just adds this, like, low quality, like, what the fuck? Like, he's just like this, like, he looks like this is man in a fucking pristine clown outfit. Yeah. Sometimes he's covered in blood. He's just walking around with a garbage, the garbage bag. bag. The garbage bag is very good. It's like, could he have a sack? Yeah. Of course he could. But that's that wouldn't be as good. Yeah. yeah. It's great because it's also, like, from a prop standpoint, you're like, well, you always have a garbage bag. Yep. It doesn't cost anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can always replace Great. it. So anyway, <clears throat> so anyway, kids having some hard times. We get some uh, dead possum action thrown in there for RJ. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's some bullies, bullying kids. Uh, Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's like uh, it's like the popular oh, I'm, I'm, kids. I might and be... They're like poking the possum, and then uh, and then. Yeah. Our incel, oh. our incel kid goes into the school and he goes to get a drink of water. And then Art and little Art are eating or like mm-hmm. poking the possum and they throw it at the kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Exploding yeah. And the then the principal is like, what the shit? Because it was really there. What's wrong with this chief? What's wrong with this Yeah, so kid? they suspend him. And it was like the the sister was just saying, I was like, hey, mom, this your son is turning you into a watch weirdo because pretty soon he's going to start killing animals. And the mom's yeah, like, he's like a serial fine. killer. And then she's like, you were right, honey. So, yeah. So, um, uh, Sierra, Sienna, she has a dream. Mm-hmm. She, uh, that, and then while she's dreaming, fire, like a real fire starts and burning the wings. And there seems to be implications of danger. And something's going on. And people have some powers mm-hmm. and something, something. Uh, and then we have her her wings get destroyed for her costume, so she has to go to the Halloween shop to go buy some wings that look about the same quality. Mm-hmm. And while she's there, you she gets to run and run into uh, yeah, Art the so Clown. They were on fire because she has the nightmare about Art, and he sets stuff on fire in her nightmare. Oh, in right, because it's like the whole, right. It's this like is the, the, ch- the, the children's show. Yeah, so, yeah the art, the, the giant. Yeah, because yeah. she doesn't like that the brother is dressing up as Art, and then she has the nightmare that night that she's on the kids' show and Art is there, and he shows up and kills everybody in the kids' show. And then as he's coming for her, Mich- the set is on. <laughs> he's Tommy gunning them yeah, down. Yeah, he's Tommy gunning them down because that's the thing about Art. And I, I, I always said I can't remember if it's All Hallows Eve or Terrifier, but the funniest thing about Art is that when he needs to, he'll just pull out a gun. And he'll just shoot someone. Where just... that was that was uh, terrifying. Yeah, like you know what? Because he's like the slasher yeah. demon guy who can do anything. But if he's ever in trouble, he just pulls a gun out, kind of like Bugs, Bugs <laughs> Bunny, I guess. But he, Bugs Bunny never pulled out a, like a nine millimeter. <laughs> but uh, he's always got his. Well, trunk he, he'd hands, he will hand somebody a package, and, and then, then the ex- person forgets, and they go, "Oh, thank you!" And they open it up and just stick a dynamite exactly. and it explodes and. So but instead, you're just dead. You just blow up. And and, and Art's off to the side going, silently laughing. So that, that's Art's so, dynamite yeah. is he always uh, has a gun. 
And then Art starts fucking butchering people yeah. one by one, uh, visiting the one friend at the door for trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he home invades. Mm-hmm. And, oh my god, he just fucking, like, scalps. Yeah, there's, like, a scalping thing a... going on in a few movies I watched. I was like, what's going on with scalping? Why, are we ever... Why is everyone getting scalped and everyone seems to be fine with mm-hmm. it? Like, they're just like... <laughs> Especially... I think Evil Dead Rise has got scalping. Evil Dead Rise has, in the first five minutes, it has scalping. And it's, like, not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and then he just starts fucking breaking every bone in the body. And, oh, God. Yeah, real art stuff. And then Mom comes home. Real art stuff. Yeah. And then there's a Halloween party. And uh, things start, and then Art pays a visit to the girl, to uh, Anna's mom. Mm-hmm. Bad things happen. And then he, uh, was he blow dart son yeah like <laughs> or, yeah, he, yeah he he blow darts the the boy to kidnap him and <laughs> uh and then him and the little girl art they uh, go to like an abandoned carnival and they call the sister because they know that the sister is maybe heaven sent potentially to stop him but they're like not on the carnival that they're like that's our that's our turf that's where we're most powerful mm-hmm. they don't say any of that no. but those are no. those are the dots you can connect here yeah, and then her and her friend that got her high. Yeah, she and slipped her, her boyfriend, Molly, which is ecstasy, uh, without yes. her knowing it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they all yeah. go. So they show. Then they all go. People are more brutalized or horribly, and then, yeah, oh yeah, long overdue at this point in the franchise. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and then yeah, bad things, more brutalization. Uh, then we get some multiple final fights, and then we get back to the clown uh, kid show mm-hmm. realm battles, tentacles, swords, big final fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you go, I see there's going to be a Terrifier 3 where more, more answers will be given. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh man. Don't forget it. Don't forget about what art's supposed to be about. And let me tell you though, the director Damien Leon, he does all the special effects himself. I guess. Yes. Which, yeah, uh, he does all the makeup and stuff too. In the, it's not the same art as in All Hallows' Eve, but this guy's name is David Howard Thornton, and I feel like this is the new Doug Jones because I see him in the Mean One, which is that Grinch horror movie. So I'm thinking this is this guy's just like a prosthetic, uh, dude. David Howard Thornton. Uh, yes, David Howard Thornton. You know, you know Did that Grinch that, movie. Uh... He's the Grinch in no. that. So, oh, I think he's the I, new I'm makeup guy. His... Oh, okay. But anyways, That's yeah, Damien Leone. He does. Yeah, he does all the makeup and stuff. I, I was looking at the actor, the David Horton, Howard Thornton guy, who is yes. art in uh these movies. Yeah. He's gonna be. I don't know if he's gonna. He's gonna be the streamer in Stream that just got announced this month. Uh, that's going to be coming out sometime next year. I think it's from the same studio. Yeah. It's also starring Jeffrey Coombs, Ooh. D. Wallace. Ooh, yeah, I'll watch stream. Tony Tony Todd. He's going to be player oh, two. It says. Well, we'll see. Maybe Jeffrey. Kru- uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know who the streamer is. Well, he's player two, so he's got to be one of the streamers. Yeah. Tony well, Todd. Jason here. Levy. Tony Todd. J- Jason Levy, who apparently might be the brother of Michael Levy, who directs this. What about Eugene uh, Levy? Dream, but it's another part. It's like a smiling hacker. Let's, you know how much I love hackers. Well, that's what I mean. And he's the Grinch too. He's a he's the smiling man. No, smiling man. Yeah, he's good. He's a, he's a good. Artist. Yeah, he's very expressive. 
Yeah. Yeah. Very expressive. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, I feel about the same, I guess, at the end of the day about these art films. They're, they're uh, art films. They're art films. I it might not be my f- favorite, but I have to go back and watch All Hallows Eve again. Okay. Because uh, it's been like four years, I guess, since I watched them, and I don't know. Well, I, I watched remember, like, them all bits last of year. them, but so I yeah, can speak. It's to a lot it. fresher in your yeah. mind. So I don't know. Uh, I had no problem with the runtime of this. I I thought it went by pretty quickly, yep. all things considered. Like during the month, though, it's definitely like, oh, that movie's that's a two hour and twenty minute murder clown movie. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I was fine with it. Uh, so what, RJ, what did you think of Terrifier Two? This is a Terrifier film for sure. It's a ter- it's definitely. a Terrifier film. Um, I'm actually with you. I was actually talking to a friend of the show, Ryan Nagel, uh, the other day because he was trying to get. Did he just watched this yeah, too. Yeah, because he messaged me. He was like, "Holy shit!" He was like, "Do you know how long Terrifier Two is?" And I went, <laughs> "Oh, I know how long it is." Uh, and I watched it on uh, Saturday or something because, like, I knew how long this movie was. I was like, "I'll wait to the weekend and I'll I'll rip this thing out." Um, so I was like, I do think the most ridiculous thing about this is that it is over two hours long. But I I I do agree with you. It it does rip through like uh, it doesn't feel like it's over two hours, which must mean that it's good um, is one way to interpret that. But uh, yeah, I watched all of these last year. Um, I do think Terrifier one is better. And this is what I was saying, saying yeah. uh, like uh, Ryan, because uh, he was he was like um, we were talking about it a little bit. And uh, he's like, I, I remember people saying Terrifier 2 had like, had like all these super gnarly scenes and like way more disgusting things. And I was like, I was like, I remember them saying that, too. But I was like, but for me, I think Terrifier 1 actually has way more gruesome stuff. Like yeah, bo- bodies getting cut in half. Um, like the most gruesome thing of in any of these movies is when Art kills that homeless lady and then wears her face and her skin and then pretends to be the homeless lady under a blanket. That is the absolute most gruesome and like just more like horrifying thing in any of these movies. And I'll I'll yeah. I'll, I'll die on that hill because if anyone's like, no, this one's no worse. It's like, no, it's not. He wears it's a not. homeless lady's skin (laughs) and he hides and cuddles a man (laughs) under a blanket it's like that is the absolute most (laughs) horrifying thing he's ever done um so yeah i i do think terrifier one is more gruesome um terrifier two's got some really good stuff in there and some good bits but uh uh yeah terrifier i can't remember if it's all hallows eve i think it's actually terrifier one two where no, maybe it's all Hallows Eve where it's the car chase with Hart, which is also mm-hmm. really funny because he's like he just drives cars, and then that's another one where he just pulls a gun out and shoots someone. He does it in yes. All Hallows Eve and Terrifier One, um, where he just yep. pulls out a gun, which I think is like it's the ultimate funny thing that he does because all of these things he, he can like regenerate. He can't be killed, but he sometimes he just has a gun and he just pulls it out, and you're just like, all right, all right. Um, but yeah, no, like I, I do like Terrifier too. Like uh, I, I do like this franchise. Art is, um, there is something about him. You know what I mean? Like there's something compelling when you're watching him. You're like, what's this guy up to? What's he gonna do next? This crazy guy. He's horsing around again. You know what I mean? That's right. So uh, yeah, Terrifier two is good. I do think one has more. 
more if like it i think it is a pure terrifier movie because it's also like uh <laughs> it's pure. pure because as you pointed out it is just it's straight like this is this movie there's no there's no like um uh mythos there's also no more. it's just like this dude is here and he's a real bad dude okay i was like also a little confused watching terrifier too because there's all this stuff about like what happened to the previous victim getting all so that and stuff like okay. that. Did did we see yes, that already? That, that is in so how Terrifier uh, opens Terrifier one is it's like a lady being interviewed and it's like you were a survivor of uh, this Halloween massacre yeah. and she's like and it's this lady with this you know, like horribly disfigured face. She's like, yeah, I was, and then that's kind of, it's like a wraparound almost. Um, so it, like it starts with her being interviewed and then it like somewhere in the movie the the interviewer goes back to her dressing room and the, the girl with the disfigured face kills the interviewer and yeah that is in terrifier right. and terrifier too though yeah it comes like, back it's talked about yeah, it comes back so it's like it's odd i was like because well, i was like i thought i didn't they do this what is it concurrent the scenes are is different the same... but it is the same it yeah. is the same like setup kind of thing very weird. Yeah. Very odd. Like an evil dead thing mm-hmm. going on. I'm like, this is the same thing, but not the same. Oh, what do you think of uh, Chris Jericho's uh, performance? I liked Chris Jericho for, for like a single second. I was like, hey, Chris Jericho. I also like, uh, oh, you won't know who it is. We'll, we'll talk about it later when we get to Halloween. There was another a cameo in that too. But uh, I wish Chris Jericho had more to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up for a. Uh... For, for like the, the for desk. like the credit scene though. I don't even think I don't even think he had to stand up for it. Yeah. Oh, and and by the way, folks, spoiler, uh you get to see the birth of a head. Yeah, well, cuz art doesn't die. Art art's forever. Art is forever, yeah. Art art is real, as some have said. Um but yeah, no uh I mean, I like Terrifier too. I like these movies just because of the sheer like ridiculousness of all of what's going on here, like the absurdity of what these movies are. Um, but I do think Terrifier one is probably the yeah. better, the better one. You should rewatch them next yeah. year. Maybe I should, I should, I was uh, actually, uh, cause I liked them uh, enough where I'm like, well, I, I just bought two on Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, might, as well, might as well get the rest and, and t- take them in once more. Yeah. Or and, will they where they're out there welcome? Yeah. I don't know. It's because they're there's one of those things where like these movies aren't going to be very good. These, these things are free on on like a streaming service. Yeah. How could they possibly be okay? And it's like, oh, these have stuck to me more than like most things. things. Like like I'd say 75% of these movies, I mean, I barely remember now. Mm-hmm. And uh in a couple of years' time, I'll be like, I remember the act of watching this movie. I don't remember anything yeah. about it. But I mean, even art, like some of the stuff I'm like, what happened to that one? I can't remember how the movie even ended. You but should definitely like revisit it. And four years. Yeah, yeah. It, well, exactly. Like what you're saying, like in a couple of years, you should do it. Uh, or like next year, maybe. But All Hallows, All Hallows Eve is not bad either. Um, the wraparound is the best part of it because that's what features art. And then there's like, I think there's three shorts. One of them is with aliens. One of them is with, fuck, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. But the rat. Exactly. It doesn't exactly. matter. Like, yeah, the wraparound to that one is the is the best. And uh, oh yeah, the lady in that who is like the star, like the star of the wraparound, she is the re- reporter in Terrifier one and two. Um, so she's the recurring okay. actress, whatever. But, I see. Yeah, you should rewatch gotcha. them. 
Uh, very quickly, yeah. I'll just mention. So I watched Knife and Heart, okay. which is a uh, French movie, but it's like going for a 70s giallo, but it's set during cruising. Uh, okay. Which, which, which sounds like, oh, that actually sounds really cool. And I mean, this movie at times looks amazing. Like it's super, it's really well shot. But at the end of the day, you're kind of, it's like, I don't know. It doesn't pay off or go anywhere that I was super excited for. Uh, but it opens up pretty much like cruising does. Mm-hmm. So uh, the movie is about a like gay porn production team uh, in the 70s. And they are being killed by, uh, by a gimp masked man oh, dear. Or, or person. You don't know. But uh, at sometimes they have a, a dildo that they really, that's like a knife in it. Okay. And we get to reenact, we get to reenact like the opening Seven. of cruising with a man being tied to a bed and being stabbed mm. by another man. But it's this said, it's a, it's a knife coming out of a dildo okay. and in the butt and in the butt, okay. but it's all out of frame. It's very tasteful that way. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we get a there's a character in this called uh, I believe it's like the the golden mouth. What's that mean? He, he's like the he's the fluffer. He he may, he's there to make sure that the dudes stay hard for this for the big scenes. Okay. People the, the people seem to really enjoy this guy's services. Oh, okay. And so the main character of this is uh, the the director uh, Anne, who's kind of like on the outs with the editor of these films. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're just like they they're trying to reconcile things, so it seems like there's some substance abuse problems going on, and now there's a, a giallo person killing uh, people off on the set, mm-hmm. and it's all about learning the truth. And then there's like weird crows that show up, and there's it's like kind of like is it about ghosts, or but it turns out it's about crows raising people in the woods, um, crows because of homophobia. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, climax of the movie is in a gay porn theater. Oh, oh good. Yeah, uh, with a uh, gang mob beating. Yeah. Uh, Anyone you recognize in there? I don't know. No. Oh, okay. No one I recognize. Okay. I don't know if I've seen anybody involved. I in just meant personally. Of... Oh, personally. Huh. No, no friends. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. This movie's going for something. I just felt like it didn't quite hit that. Uh, you know what really knocked it out of the park, though, in one way for me, RJ? Blair Witch. <clears throat> knocked it out in the park because you enjoyed it so much? Oh, because it it uh, went above my expectations into shittiness. Now, I just I just looked up what my review of this film was. Have you seen that? At some point, I would have. Okay, do you remember who directed this film? Yeah, I do. Adam Wingard, RJ. Do you know what my review from uh, four years ago of this film was? Uh, Adam Shitgard. I put Adam Shithard. Yeah. Ah, Shitgard, I think maybe I forgot what his name was. (laughs) But yeah, Adam Shithard, because Uh, I, I think as I've pointed out many times, I don't think Adam Wingard is a good Wow, your next is good. Your next is good. The guest is good. The guest is good. The guest is good. What about, what about Death? Yeah, Note? what are you talking? What, are you talking about? what about the first? I never saw Death. What about Godzilla versus Kong? Movie? What did I give that movie? Two and a half stars. That's better than Blair. What Rich. about his segment in the VHSs? 
I don't even know remember which ones those were. Exactly. But I've seen them both. Exactly. I don't he did a segment in the ABCs of Death. Nobody talks about that. I've, I didn't see anyone log the ABCs of Death in at all. Yeah. Anyways, Actually, I could tell you. Let me. I could tell you in the last time a friend uh, logged this. Uh, July of this year. That's too too soon. And before that, October of last year. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you tell me about Adam Shithard? Uh, and if you want to keep that train rolling, I have an Eduardo Sanchez um, appearance in one of the movies I watched this month. Playing himself. Uh, okay. So, Blair Witch. Yeah, tell me about it. So, as, as I've said in the past, uh, the, the Blair Witch Project, uh, I consider top tier horror. Yeah. So, uh, probably still one of my favorite horror movies. Maybe, even though I'd say it's one of my favorite movies in general. Mm-hmm. Just because... Place and time of watching it, uh, even on rewatching, I think it holds up really well. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember trying to watch the first Blair Witch sequel and just being like, "Nope, this Book fucking of sucks." Yeah, I remember. Ugh. There's, I think, things of Book of Shadows that I thought was funny, but not in like a good way. I was like, "That's kind of funny. That's stupid." Ha ha, funny. Yeah. yeah. So years later, 2016, we got Blair Witch, which again, like no one talks about. Mm-hmm. No one seems to mention this thing anymore. But me now. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it got? A 2.3 on Letterbox. Sure. That's that's not great. Um, wow. And one of the last people to review it uh, on my friends group uh, was a year ago. So no one, no one's really checking this You're out. Talking about Blair Witch, spook- right? Blair Witch, yes. Okay. So this was me uh, getting it off the plate. Finally getting around to watching it. And I had to watch this on Amazon Prime, but I had to watch it on my laptop okay. because for some reason it would not load on a, like, stick or, like, Roku or anything like mm-hmm. that. It just, like, wouldn't wouldn't load. So I'm like, well, I'll watch it on Prime off the website. So I had to watch this fucking annoying jump scare shit that... Mm-hmm just turns up the volume really loud mm. and that's and that's scary and it's just like no it's fucking stupid and then blowing out my fucking ears and it's not it doesn't make for it to be scary it's just like oh it's it's cheap it's so cheap for that anyway so where's this pick up well it turns out that uh what's her name from uh from Blair Witch Project had a brother mm-hmm. uh Heather Heather had a brother What's his name? James. Uh, and so I, he's just put, he's a paramedic and sure he's he just been, he, he is going to, he's been obsessed about finding his sister and yeah. some, some, and his girlfriend is going to document this. Uh, yeah. And she's they've got, they, they, they've, yeah, they, they've got all the gear for it. So they've got all this like new modern video uh, equipment mm-hmm. to do it. So back in 1999, when the movie came out, they were set in 1994. So they could like kind of get around the fact that they don't have a lot of money. And it's just like three amateur filmmakers. Yeah. Total fucking sense. This one, they're like, no, no, bro. We got money to throw around, bro. We're going to get drones in there and shit. It's going to be sweet. Drones, eh? And we're, and, and, and we're, and we're going to talk about the drone. It's like, hey, gotta get the drone. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's uh-huh. a little bit of drone action this month. And, and everyone's got like head camera yeah. sets. Like little, little... Um, ones that will it'll make so it'll make sense that they keep filming because as you might have learned rj watching found footage films this month 
someone always has to turn to the cameraman and go, never stop filming. Don't stop filming. Mm-hmm. Don't stop filming. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's fun. And when they're not yelling someone's name See, that, for five that minutes. That was the one yeah. thing that I pointed out about Deborah Logan. When someone says, why are you still filming? Help us. And the guy just drops the camera and goes and helps. And then. That's, the, well, that's another uh, cliche of the genre. Dropping the camera and going to help. Yeah. Sent, sent down. Right there when they turn the camera. Hey, uh, Dennis, can you uh, turn, turn off the camera for a second? And then, and, and then the camera turns down and didn't hear the little camera sound go off. Which you wouldn't hear when the camera turns off. Because the camera's off. It sounds like you love but, the new Hell House movie. Oh, well, we'll talk about that. Okay. We'll talk about that later. Okay, so anyway, Blair Witch. Uh, the reason why this has kind of kicked off uh, some new interest in trying to f- see what happened to his sister is yeah. somebody uploaded uh, some footage that they found in the woods of someone running through the the cabin, mm-hmm. uh, or sorry, in a house, and there's a motor. It's like, there's this like woman you see in the frame. That must be my sister. That's got to be Heather. And you're like, that could not, that's definitely not just what Heather looks like. It's just like, this old-looking woman, mm-hmm. witch thing. So, okay. And so they track down these two people. <laughs> They're like, I don't know, emo people. Like, his emo guy and his girlfriend with colored dyed hair. Yeah. And, you know, of course, there's some, like... So the, the group that goes, there's the one couple. They're white. And then there's their friends. Like, his childhood friend, uh... Uh, him and his girlfriend they're black oh, dear. they go to the guy's house and there's a confederate flag on the wall and you're like oh shit Tension. does that mean that they're not friends I, they'll never be able to be friends oh, yeah. so anyway so everyone's like well this is this guy's real sketchy yeah and so that that's just a thing thrown in there but I guess it explains later on how hostile everyone becomes really quickly how many confederate flags do you own I have none oh, okay. RJ okay. Yeah. yeah but uh, yeah so anyway, uh, they go out mm-hmm. to the woods and they start walking and everything's fine. They cross the river. Girl cuts her foot on something in the water mm-hmm. and then it starts getting real nastily infected and things are inside of it because spooky. Booby. They, they, they camp. Uh, there's thunderously loud sounds in the distance. It sounds like uh, the Blair Witch is now a kaiju monster stomping oh, around, grab, grab, grabbing people from trees later on. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how big is the Blair Witch ghost? Just gigantic. Oh, it's fucking enormous. Enormous. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, they wake up. And they're like, oh, there's spooky, like, cross things, witch crosses all over the place. Well, this is real crazy. We better get out of here. And then it's like the the two people that post posted the video online. They're like, "Oh, yeah, I put those up because well, all the other things are real, but I just want to make sure people understand." And you're like, "What? Why? Like, it doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> like, why they put that in there other than to make throw doubt on them? I don't know. It just seems silly to create a, like an argument mm-hmm. so that they go wander off themselves anyway, and then they get lost in space and time in the dark woods." Because of course they lose time. They start everything starts changing really fast. Mm-hmm. They start losing hours. Uh, daylight goes down, and then the sun never comes back up. And their compasses don't work. All their cameras still keep working though. Because mm-hmm. Blair Witch wants coverage. Blair Witch wants that footage. Never to get stop filming. Yep. The dr- the drone they keep using it's not really helping at all. Mm-hmm. Let's just use it to see if we can see something in the middle of the woods. Like every time this fucking like uh, drone goes up into the air, it does. You can't see anything. You wouldn't be able to tell where you were. 
the horizon the horizon line rj it's just trees it's like john ford pop, would never people. fly with this oh imagine john ford's blair witch oh my god that'd be incredible the horizon john the horizon yeah uh, not not in the woods. There's no horizon line. Some of the, in the best woods. parts of so, Blair Witch were uh, dusk and dawn, where the horizon yeah. is right there for you. Um. So yeah, people start going off into the woods looking for something, yelling after one another, and then they get crushed by trees. Mm-hmm. Giant people, giant things apparently in the dark grab you. Yeah. Uh, some people climb up trees to get the drone. <laughs> that ends badly as well. Yeah. Um. The, the the one couple that goes off on their own after they get kicked out of the camp they're they're apparently been there for five days but the, our, our characters have only been in for two days and you're like what's going on I'm so scared mm-hmm. and then they disappear again and they're like we're so hungry we've been here forever we're never going to get out and then eventually the two find the house yeah. that they saw the footage in and then spooky things happen inside and oh I mean people are get one of them's like possessed. Mm by the spear. I have to do it because the like, bitch is making me. Oh, sure. And then they throw, throw, throw her in a shitter. And she has Classic. to crawl through a, a tunnel of poop. Classic. And gets out perfectly. And uh, then we get people standing in corners again. And this whole idea that don't, don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. And then when you hear a person's voice, you turn around and you get got. And then you go... Yeah, I mean, you're screwed no matter what. I always get annoyed a little bit with these types of movies. Like, why don't you just go through the fucking window? Fucking kick you, the wood out. It's not like, you, don't just do that. You, you'll be fine. You know what's a trend in the Halloween movies? Women throwing what's themselves that? through windows from like second level floors just to get out of the situation. It's It happened in multiple of these movies where a woman sees Michael and is like, Nah, and then she just jumps through the window, and that's pretty smart. It is you got to admire it, and then she's kind of on the ground for a bit. She's like, ah, oh. shake it yeah. off, shake it, it off. It happened in more than one of those Halloween movies. Yeah. Uh yeah. So Blair Witch <laughs> is pants. This movie stinks. Mm. Do not watch. Don't watch this. It's not the worst thing you'll ever no, see. But it's not the best by any means, but it's not good. Yeah. Uh, no, right. no, just. Another failed attempt uh, to do something with this, the franchise, the IP, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, because anyway, who wrote this? Simon Barrett also worked on Your Next, The Guest, VHS, Blair Witch, VHS 94, VHS 2, The ABCs of Death. Uh, and oh, yeah, I watched Dead Birds. You know who they... And A Horrible Way to Die. You know how Long time they're reviving all these franchises? You know who they should, a director they should get for it is uh, Jeremy Saulnier, the guy who did Green Room. Give him Halloween. Oh. Give him Exorcist. Give him Blair Witch. Let him do some fun stuff. Let let him get let him cook. Let him cook, baby. We don't need David yeah. Gordon Green. We don't need Adam Shithard. You know another thing that's stuck about that Blair Witch? Oh, what's that? The the editing. Like there's a bit where you know one of the things that's great about found footage is when it locks you into a perspective. It's like when you're playing yes. a video game and you're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. There's no escape. Mm-hmm. This movie's like, oh, shit, guy's lost in the woods and he's running from something. And he can't find his way out. Meanwhile, back at camp, and it's just, mm-hmm. oh, it's have some footage of, you know, Joe putting a camera up in a tree. Yeah. And it's, too it's many cutaways. It breaks the tension way too much. Mm-hmm. Whereas that's why Blair Witch Project is so nice because you're just, you have one perspective and you're just locked in. 
And that is how yeah, it should be. That, that's how the horror works. Not a multi-camera coverage. Pants. Big pants. Hey, mm-hmm. RJ, we both watched the movie. Which one? Evil Dead Rise. That's got oh. a dr- that's got a drone in it. That's got drones. That's got scalpings. Uh, what else does Evil Dead Rise have? Um, Catholic horror. Does Evil Dead Rise contain one of the most absolute pointless wraparounds in cinema's history? Which part of it? Like the very opening and then the very end. Yeah, it's completely unnecessary, and I don't. But it, one of the also really, really shitty things about Evil Dead Rise. Is Whoa, the, shit. What, are you, what are you saying here? What One shitty thing about Evil Dead Rise is when they're like, um, it's the wood chipper. They're like, we brought the demon in from the woods in the wood chipper, and we parked it in the garage of this apartment complex, because that's exactly where you'd park a wood chipper, Jarrett. And then you can say, come get some. Why would they have a wood chipper in the garage of the basement? Or in the garage of an apartment building? In Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. That's the implication, right? Is that like... Yeah. And then they go back out to the woods or something? Well, they, they... Okay, no, wait, no. The ghost wasn't brought in the wood chipper. The ghost was unearthed from underneath... From the earthquake, and then the girl gets it, takes it out to the woods. Yeah, it was, okay. it, no, it yeah. was unleashed. It was unleashed from the record. The record, yeah, which is yeah, on Earth they found from the record. The, yeah, there's a re- yeah, yeah, the, yes. yeah, 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 yes. yeah. Okay, I then, got confused and, for a second. And there's, there's a wood chipper there. There's just a wood chipper. You're very hung up on it. We all know, I know why. Because when I saw it, I was like, "Why is there a wood chipper in the basement in the garage of an of apartment complex? I don't understand." Anyways, yeah, I was confused for a second. Go get so him, cuz. <laughs> uh, do your thing, cuz. Here's what Evil Dead Rises. There is a wraparound where you have the woods in the start, and then it happens again at the end. But you have a, a mother of three, um, like, non-binary daughters, and they, like... <laughs> what? That's how, that's how I interpreted it, because they don't, like, they don't use she's or anything like that. So it's, like, I interpret... This is a very new... Like, uh, um, what's the word for it? It's a very modern family. Well, I know, you know that what? the one, the one actor playing, I think the one of the kids is the DJ. Trans. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, the DJ. I think. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, well, there's there's like three three kids to this mother, and they go out for pizza, and there's an earthquake, and it opens up a crack in the garage uh basement and they go down there and it's like an old bank vault and there's catholic record or like catholic um documents down there and the, the dj um kid finds a a vinyl and then takes up and because that kid wants to be a dj is like let me rip this this old vinyl yo and it's the reading of the book of the dead and she also found that too was uh the book but the vinyl does the reading for them and it un- and it it unleashes all sorts of evils, Jarrett, in the apartment complex, and it some, gets some, their mom some, some deadite action. Yeah. Before that, the uh, the mom's sister, the aunt of uh, all these kids, shows up, and they're like, cool "Oh, we aunt. missed you." Yeah. She's like, "Oh, I was touring with the band. I I'm the guitar uh, like technician. I I tune up all the guitars and do all that kind of stuff." 
and then, yeah, they unleash the evil. It gets mom. And so it's aunt and kids versus mom. But not for long. Because those kids start going down. They, she starts to get them. And, and then people, it's like. And the other people on the floor. Yeah. They start and, going. And, and this movie takes place in an apartment building for like, I don't know, an hour. I didn't really get any apartment building feels from this, though. I felt this, like this apartment building, this this apartment is gigantic. Yeah. It is like so spacious. <laughs> it's like from the outside, you'd be like, "This doesn't look like that nice a place, right?" Yeah, it's but... so spacious to the point where there's literal demons in certain rooms, and the family can hide in other rooms where they're like completely concealed by the, uh, but from the demons, they're like, "Oh, where are they?" Yeah, it's not like, like oh, a, they're in the other room. As opposed to like a cabin where it's yeah. like very confined, uh, where you have a basement, you've got a main floor, and that's it. I think the idea was that oh, an and then you have a shed. would be confined, but I think that you could do a lot better things with an apartment building. Uh, and I don't think that I don't think you ever get the feel of the apartment complex. You know? Do, do, do you know the tagline for this film, RJ? Evil rises. Mummy loves you to death. I mean, all right. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that until just now. All right. Uh, I want you to tell me about Evil Dead Rise. Well, I, mean, uh, I I wasn't a huge fan. I think there's I, some stuff I, that's okay, but I wasn't a huge fan of this. Yeah, I thought, I thought this movie stunk. Yeah, yeah, I, I was actually uh, a bit shocked at how much uh, I didn't like this. So this is yep. Lee Cronin, who also directed the Hole in the Ground movie I watched last sure. year. That was barely okay, mm-hmm. uh, but it was very um, elevated horror. This is not elevated horror. This is just elevated in the sense that it's in a high rise and there's an elevator and you get a some shining homage with the blood from the elevator that buffers that are falling out mm-hmm. and then you get uh is it beth that's the girl i can't remember i so, i don't remember any of their names so Alyssa sutherland is the mom morgan yeah. davies uh is the the, the record spinner Bridget's okay. the middle-aged kid, mm-hmm. and then yeah, Nell Fisher's like the little girl. Okay, I think that's how that goes. And then you got Lily Sullivan, who's Beth, and she's the she's Ash in this. Yeah, because you get her uh, like when she gets covered in blood and her eyes are open, it's like oh, it's just like Ash when he's covered in blood in the geyser. And it's just like uh, the remake with um, uh, what's her name, the redheaded gal. When uh, she's the new Ash, and she gets covered in blood from the wood chipper, and there's like a chainsaw and stuff. Very original, yeah. very original. Mm-hmm. So I liked the the that Evil Dead, the Fetty Alvarez one. I did too. Oh. I've I've always uh, liked that one, and this one, this new one, I think steals from the uh, the Fide one and uh, and the originals, where it's like the the remake at least. I was like, a, it's like I think they had like some new ideas in this but um i like that remake too but not this one not this one hmm. not this one so, so this had nothing to do with uh Fede alvarez he was too busy helping out with um like nothing not even a producer credit no. nothing what was it i watched something this year that he helped out with oh texas chainsaw yeah you, yeah you knew Fide. that Fide. what about uh his alien movie coming out Alien Romulus? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's called Alien Romulus. <laughs> it is? Oh, it's so oh, stupid. It, 
It is. Uh, I mean, I'll watch it for sure. Okay. But yeah, I liked his Evil Dead. I did. Yes. Uh, what about his Don't Breathe? Well, you and me saw that in theaters. What, what, about, tur- what about how do you feel about turkey basters? How was, do you yeah. feel about anti anti villains? Yeah. All I can say is that we saw that movie in theaters. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Facts. It's very Facts. true. Yeah, I, I thought this movie was, was actually kind of like I don't know. It's not even badly made. It's just kind of like no, there's bad. Nothing to it's it. kind of bad. Like the kid, yeah. you don't care about it. It's very long and repetitive. Like she just keeps chasing after people, and they're like, "Oh, well, we didn't really take her seriously enough when we tied her up." Um, the demons can do whatever they want. They bite you, and you're infected, and now you're just a, de- a deadite. Yeah. And then in the end, like almost everyone's turned into a fucking deadite, and now it's just like one, like one on versus one many. Yeah. And you're just like, and they can get through the cage like suddenly when they kick through it, but that was impossible before. They just don't keep running, and there's a fight, mm-hmm. and then and then you get the end point of like, oh, this is the wraparound. Remember that at the beginning of the movie involving scalping back in the woods, and then we get like Jesus deadite coming out of the water. From I remember from the trailer. And the music going, yeah. oh! <laughs> uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Evil yeah. Dead Rise, not good. Yeah, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't a massive fan, man. Um, I glad I didn't they... pay for it. It just was on on stream, so. Yeah. I think they really underutilized the apartment setting. I think they could have done a lot more interesting stuff with that. Um, there's like I, it's like I said, I don't feel like there's any danger here because like in every instant they're like, oh, the demons in the kitchen, let's go into this bedroom, and then they're just safe for some reason. Like the demons aren't ever trying to get into different rooms, which I thought was stupid. Um, I don't know why there was a wood chipper in the basement of this apartment complex, and that really bothers me. Yeah, um, and yeah, I, something. I, I I didn't really like any of the kids or the mom. Like, uh, yeah, um. The little kid, she's just a little kid, whatever. The middle kid, the middle girl, I don't even remember what her backstory or like what her thing feature was supposed to be. And then the DJ kid, I, I just thought was kind of annoying because they introduced the DJ kid as like being like, oh, yeah, I love music. And I was like, I was like, I don't not like that. I was like, that's embarrassing. I thought it was embarrassing. I was just like, oh, I don't want to watch this. Because it's like a kid alone in the room listening to like DJ music and like skipping a vinyl, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is like, this is embarrassing." <laughs> Get the wow. kid to be in anything else, you know? Like do airbrushing, which is like I, her. That would have been less embarrassing. Well, it's just like their aunt, RJ. I I just... know. I I get it. It's just like I thought of. I think DJing is really embarrassing. The, 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 the priest was Bruce Campbell. On the tape, yeah, of priest, pre, priest Ash Williams, of course, yeah. Anyways, yeah, I I, I wasn't really into this, and it's, it's like you said, it's not like it's not a this horrendous movie or anything. It's just you watch it and you go, all right, no stand. I can't even, I couldn't even tell you one of the kills in it because I don't remember. Yeah, it's just a bunch of like bad things happening to people, like hand wounds. But you're just like, yeah, I've seen that. I've been watching horror movies all month. This isn't this isn't stand out. Yeah. This this isn't even lawnmower man violent. Where this people isn't are even mangling like CGI, man. CGIing or malleting malleting man. Yeah. That's you know. too bad. It's too bad. Too yeah. bad. Hey RJ, did you watch anything this month? No. I, I really wanted to, but I didn't. 
Um, you ever heard of Kids versus Aliens? I have. That sounds like total RJ cinema. Uh, it's a hard recommend. It's not Astron 6. It was on my list, but I didn't get to it. Because not... some somebody was like, bro, you got you want to check out these David Gordon Green movies, bro? Uh, I don't know who would say anything like that. That's not a good person. A, a very bad person. Yeah. Uh, this is Jason Eisner, from, uh, who brought us Hobo with a Shotgun. And Treevenge. And Treevenge. And uh, VHS 2, the Alien Sleepover segment. This is it. This is full. it. Yeah, and so like he, this guy's got nothing to do with Astron Six, but for some reason it remind it reminds me a lot of Astron Six. Uh, this thing. Um, so uh, it is yeah, it's kind of like that Alien Slumber Sleepover thing from VHS, but it's a it's a whole movie's worth, but not a long movie, seventy five minutes, Jared. Do you know what the tagline for this film is? I don't. Fuck space. Whoa. Yeah, can't, I can't see that, that on a podcast. I know I can't, but uh, the podcast commission can. Damn. You know what I mean? Um, Jesus. Okay, so this movie, you have uh, a group of kids. There's uh, the main family, sister, brother. Sister's like 16, 17. Brother's like 11. Brother's got a bunch of friends, and they make home movies in their spare time. So they, they dress up in crazy costumes, and they fight dinosaurs and stuff like that, and it's really fun, and the sister's into it. But then one day, uh, like, they, they live on, like, an acreage or by the lake, and then one day, it's like, some cool kids show up, and there's a kid with a neck tattoo, and he's smoking a cigarette, and he's just like, you kids are lame. And they like he, like, throws a beer bottle at him, but the girl's like, oh, man, he's... He's edgy. He's dark. So she's like kind of into him. And so she leaves her little brother, which he's like really annoyed by because he wants to make a movie. And this girl's like, OK, well, uh, um, I want to hang out with you. Cool kid. And this cool kid's like, all right, sick. And then uh, these guys, parents leave town and the parents is uh, one of the, the dad is Jonathan Torrens, who is J-Rock from uh, uh-huh. Trailer Park Boys, uh-huh. uh, which is pretty good. Um, parents leave town and the, the tough kid is like, Hey, you got to throw a Halloween party. It's going to be sick. And the girl's like, okay, I, I will party gets out of control. Um, tough guy is a real prick. Like you or like the cool guy's a real mean kid. Like, just like you would think. Um, and then the little kids are like trying to sabotage the party. And you're just kind of like, yeah, you get them little kids. Uh, but then the aliens come and they fuck up everybody. They're just oh, killing people left and right. They're abducting them back to their spaceship. Uh, they're puking on people, causing body melts, which I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. So one of their moves is they'll hold someone down and they'll just puke all over them and they just melt their body and you go, oh, RJ, yeah. I just realized yeah. you never watched Killer Clowns in Outer Space. I know, I just... Because fucking Halloween's took over and I didn't have time for it. Fucking, fucking David Gordon Green. Fucking David Gordon Green has ruined my day again. 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 Um, yeah, no, it, I, I really wanted to watch Killer Clowns and I was saving it. And uh, then I started doing all this Halloween bullshit and I watched uh, Halloween 4 to 9 or whatever. So it kind of kind of took over my time, Jer. You know, but anyways. I know, I know. So um, the kids fight the aliens and stuff like that. This movie is exactly what I like. Because it's aliens, it's like, it's kind of has like an 80s kids 
like against adults kind of feel to it or kids on bikes kind of thing but like not trying to be 80s like it's modern and it's not trying to be too uh nostalgic of of things like that which uh is can sometimes be go the the other way um the kids are funny uh they have like like one kid is just like he's like we're kids we're allowed to be pieces of shit sometimes because like the little kids and i was like yeah i like that uh the bullies are exactly kind of um how you'd expect them to be so you're just like yeah they're the bullies they're mean kids they do bad shit um the aliens are cool you get a little bit of a variety of aliens um uh but the two big things in this movie one this thing has a fucking hard cut ending uh it's a massive cliffhanger and it's just it's just over and you go is that how they're ending this (laughs) and then it's just done and you're like holy shit all right so it's got it's got this massive hard cut but uh one of the big things one of the little kids in here this is like the most adorable little kids on earth his name is uh asher grayson and you see this kid and you're just like is this kid real like uh i I don't know how to describe him like you see him you're just like man i hope that kid does great things one day you're like what what a what an adorable little guy you just want to like mess up his hair kind of thing um really but uh, bonk him right rj you just want to give him a little bonk uh but the kid's real cute um but this movie also like uh it's got some violent stuff in there so body melts and things like that kids die in this movie jared like little kids and you're you're watching and you're like holy shit did they just kill that eight-year-old and then they did and you go oh damn so uh i don't know i really like kids versus aliens i think you would get some mild enjoyment out of it you would definitely not like it as much as i did i don't think but uh i think you'd be like yeah it's it's not bad it's got some cool stuff in there and the really nice thing like i said 75 minutes jared the runtime on this bad boy pretty good it's pretty good yeah. how do you feel about hobo with a shotgun it's okay there's it's like nothing, the when i first like when i though. when i saw uh grindhouse here in creepsville uh yep. it was a very special thing in uh canadian cities where we actually got the hobo with a shotgun trailer at the beginning for yep, grindhouse I, I remember that and, too uh, america did not get that so we got added value to our screening I uh, I also saw that in theaters, and I always remembered Hobo with a Shotgun. I was like, man. Hobo what, with what a Shotgun! Oh, what a fun idea. So yeah, uh, Kids vs. Have, have, have you have you seen, you've seen Hobo with a Shotgun, yep. right? Yeah, and it's... The, uh, the highlight, a... the raccoon's music at the end is like the my favorite when darkness, thing. darkness uh, falls, or uh, however that song starts. Don't be afraid. Yeah. You've That's got fear in your eye. Round. So good. I think the best part was the dumpster and it says like killed the homeless and it's like spray painted on that. That that part was pretty wild. Yeah, that part was pretty wild. Uh, so anyways, yeah, I really like kids with uh, versus aliens. Um, it's Good. not going to be for everybody, but I don't yeah. give a fuck because I yeah. liked it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You want to hear about butterfly kisses? <laughs> Jesus, what is this? I don't even know. Okay. Have you, okay. You know where this, where I fucking heard of this thing. On, like, my uh, recommended things, it was, like, recommended 10 scariest found footage movies ever made. Oh, and boy. I went, I went, oh, I like found footage. And everything on this list, out of, like, all nine of them, it's, like, I've known, I know all this stuff. It was Blair Witch. It was Wreck. It was, um, you know, what a hell house. And Butterfly Kisses. And Butterfly 
Kisses by Butterfly Kisses. Christopher Myers. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, Edwards, uh, Eduardo Sanchez pops up in this movie as himself. Uh, this movie is very self-aware. But um, okay, here's, here's the thing. Can I just this read? Movie. What if I just read the lyrics to Bob Carlyle's Butterfly Kisses? Would that I mean, be scary? Would that be scarier? Yeah, let's hear it. There's two things I know for sure. She was sent here from heaven, and okay. she's daddy's little girl. Uh-oh. As I drop to my knees by her bed at night, she talks to Jesus. And I close my eyes, and I thank God for all of the joy in my life. Oh, but most of all, for butterfly kisses, after bedtime prayer, sticking little white flowers all up in her hair. Oh, Walk no. beside the pony, daddy, it's my first ride. I know the cake looks funny, daddy, but I sure tried. Oh, with all that I've done wrong, I must have done something right to deserve a hug every morning and butterfly kisses at night. And it goes on, RJ. I'm sure it goes on. I'm sure it goes on. <laughs> so is the is this found footage horror film like that? Uh, It's not as good as that. Okay. Um, here's the tagline, Jared. The camera doesn't lie. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, so, okay, here, here's the thing about this movie. It actually, half of this movie is, like, actually kind of good. And I think the idea is a good idea for a found footage movie where it's like, man, they were this close. They had a good idea, and they almost capitalize on it, and then they waste it. Throw it away, Jarrett. And it's it's so it's it's so it's it's too bad. So this movie is two things. Does it fly too close to the sun? The butterfly kisses fly a little bit too close to the sun. This movie has two two storylines. We have a new young budding filmmaker who has found this old box of videotapes about this curse thing, this butterfly kisses thing. And so he is making a documentary on it. And then the other part of the movie is watching those old tapes of the people who were the original documentarians of the butterfly kisses. And they're the ones who went missing years before. So I was like, okay, interesting idea for found footage. Sure. So what this is, is this is about urban legend uh, about a, a villain, Jared, that you will like. His name is the Peeping Tom. So what it is, is there's like a train tunnel. And the urban legend is if you stare through the tunnel for one hour without blinking, the peeping Tom will appear. And every time you blink, he he grant you a wish. uh, No, not quite. Every time you blink, he's a little bit closer to you. And then he's a little bit closer to you. And I was like, okay, sure. Uh, this movie does this really funny thing where they get the staring contest champion of the local college and they're like, hey, can you stare through this tunnel for an hour? And he's there and it's like 20 minutes. He's like, I'm trying. And then he can't do it. And they're like, ah, oh, shit. All right. Um, but what uh, the original filmmakers do is they set up a camera for an hour. Oh, and they say, shit. They say the camera is like an eye. If this thing is filming the tunnel for an hour, wouldn't that work? So they do it, and then they examine the footage, and then at one hour, a little guy at the end of the tunnel 
stands up. And then you go, holy shit, it's the peeping Tom. Uh, so in all the old footage, it's like these guys going around trying to convince people that the footage is real. Mm-hmm. And then what you find is like every time they turn the camera off and then turn it back on, it's like the camera is blinking. So peeping Tom is a little bit closer all mm-hmm. the time whenever they turn the camera on uh, and off. So that's their story. And then the new guy who found the footage, his he's like making a documentary because he's like obsessed with it. And he's like, it's real. I know it's real. And they're just like, well, why don't you go do these things? And he's like, because I'm he's like, I'm too involved in this. And people are like, are you just doing this as a, a gag? Like, do you know these people who filmed this and you're just promoting this thing? And he's like, no. Well, what if I uploaded this footage to YouTube? Uh, he like, does... every, 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 every time I close my browser, he gets closer. And then opens and then closes and then closer and closer. Uh, do you know how he gets you, Jarrett? I think YouTube might have a lawsuit on his hands. They might. Do you know what a butterfly kiss is? Like you get little eyebrows and or your, your, eye, your, your eyelashes. eyelashes and... bling, 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 bling. So that's how Peeping Tom gets you at the end. Is he's so close to you, he's blinking, and his little his little eyelashes uh, hit your face. You die that way. Uh, you die a different way, but that's the last oh. thing you see is that oh, he's yeah. right there. He's just dee, dee, dee. and the butterfly kisses cause you to blink one more time, and then he's, I, I guess, in your body or something. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, the new guy, he's like becoming obsessed with it. So he's like, uh, he has like an obsession to find these things. And then the uh, the old videos, you keep watching them and it's like Peeping Tom is coming closer and stuff like that. And it's almost a good movie. Almost. Almost. An There's idea some stuff in for, it. for a good movie. Yeah, there it, it is. It's an idea for a good movie. Like, because I actually do think it's like, this is a, this is a interesting idea. But they don't quite do it right, and it's yeah. uh, it's it's too bad. You know I what I mean? You. I hear yeah. that. Um, but Eduardo Sanchez is in this. He uh, so this film, the guy making the documentaries on a radio thing, and like the radio host is like, nobody here believes you. And to kind of prove a point, he's like, we have the director of the Blair Witch Project, uh. Eduardo Sanchez here, and Eduardo's like, yeah, man, like, uh, I don't know, dude. You kind of have to make it feel genuine. Like, this doesn't feel genuine, dude. And then the guy making the documentary is, like, freaking out. He's like, oh, my God. Eduardo Sanchez doesn't believe me. (laughs) The director of Exists. The director of Exists. One of the finest Bigfoot found footage films out there. One of the finest. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Butterfly Kiss is almost good, but uh, they do a few things that I think are cardinal sins. Kind of like what they've started doing with hell house movies. Um, the peeping Tom moves sometimes in the footage. And it's like, I don't like that. Like, uh, some, like sometimes he waves at the camera and I was like, I don't like that. I was like, I feel like he should just be standing still. That dude shouldn't be waving. No, you know what I mean? Anyways. Too friendly. Yeah. He's a little too friendly. So, okay. We are at three hours. What do we do here? Do we talk about Halloween's? Hurry up. Hurry up. Talk about Skin well, tell me, tell me about Depraved, RJ. Depraved is good. It's about male yeah. bonding. About male bonding. I don't know. Uh, let me see if I have any notes. Uh, notes. I put good music, male bonding, quote, extreme sports of biology. And then I put strip, strip club Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. So uh, Depraved is your buddy. Um, I can never say his name right. Larry Fessenden. Larry Fessenden. 
Yeah. I don't, I don't know why his name's hard for me. And, uh, for me they, yesterday, I think they announced that there's he's doing a werewolf movie next. That's yeah, that's cool. next year. Yeah, Depraved is good. It's a uh, modern Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, about truly a modern Prometheus. The true, the true modern Prometheus. So there's this guy who's got a like where this movie starts is a guy's walking down the street and then he gets knifed, <sighs> and then it, and then it cuts to a Frankenstein waking up and you go, oh shit, did somebody kill that guy and take his uh, brain out and put it into this Frankenstein monster? Um, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, and then you get a, like a real good father and son story where uh, this guy is raising this Frankenstein monster and he's like teaching him how to be alive because uh, uh, there's a lot of talk of your um, your neurons resynapsing and things like that. Uh, but uh, I actually do like Fezenden brain vision where like as the Frankenstein is like uh, learning things, there's like neon lights that are just like doo-doo-doo. They kind of like shine over the 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 screen because he's learning, you know. And I was like, I he's like learning. that. Um, so uh, the guy's teaching the Frankenstein monster how to be alive, and it's kind of like raising a kid. Uh, so they're like a father and son, and then you find out that there's like some guy who makes a drug cocktail that is also keeping this Frankenstein alive, and he's the real money behind this Frankenstein mm-hmm. project. Isn't but that, he's also um, like Mason Blair. Yeah. He's also like a guy who making Blair, or no? Who is it? Like, there's the guy that's in those movies. Oh fuck! The, it's not like making Blair. No, it's not making Blair. What's the name of the guy? He's in those movies though. He's in the yeah. Uh, well, make he does kind of look like making Blair, but he's but not. It's not. So yeah, Alex Bro is not Frankenstein. That's the Alex Bro is the Frankenstein monster. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Henry the... is Frankenstein. Polidori, is that who you're thinking of? He's a Josh from Blair Witch. Josh Leonard? Oh, jeez. Yeah, Joshua Leonard, is. Uh, he plays Josh in Blair Witch. Is that uh, who you're thinking of? I guess so. In He's my the head. pharma bro. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, in he's my... like the he's like the pharma bro who makes the drug cocktail that is like... Right. Uh, Keeping the Frankenstein man alive. And he um, takes him to the strip club, doesn't he? He takes him to the strip club and gives yeah. him cocaine and stuff. And he's like, you're only going to live a couple times, buddy. He's like, here. Hey, Larry Fessenden like... shows up in this as a character named Ratso. I think I kind of remember Ratso, but uh, I didn't realize. Like, I know what Larry Fessenden looks like, but I didn't recognize him. Anyways, you find out that they're, like, trying to, uh, they're trying to market it. They're trying to be like, yeah, we can bring people back to life with this drug. And it's like, look at how effective it is. We made a body of different body parts and then brought them back. Mm-hmm. But you know how Frankensteins are, Jarrett. They mm-hmm. always want a bride. They always want to have freedom and things like that. And sometimes you kind of have to kind of go your separate ways with your mm-hmm. Frankenstein. Or your Frankenstein goes separate ways of you. Or, he starts having yeah. memories of his old life yeah. and stuff. And yeah. uh, maybe he doesn't want to be captive anymore. And then sometimes Frankenstein's got to fuck people up. Sometimes Frankenstein's got to fuck people up. Yeah, he's kind of he kind of has like a super strength. It's not exaggerated. Like he can't pick up cars or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But he can definitely like outstrength a person. So yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Depraved is good. It's it's at its core, it's a father and son story about male bonding. So <laughs> you know, uh, you know, those are. Uh, some that, some boxes that, for me that, to that, tick. That, that butters both sides of your bread. 
that's that's both sides. If this had alcoholism, it would almost be like baby. Ooh, ooh, baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be Gwilliam, though. I don't know if Gwilliam has alcoholism in it. Oh, Gwilliam has addiction. Of some it, kind. it doesn't an addiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're a big fan of Gwilliam, eh? I've seen Gwilliam four times. I, now it's now now it's free on YouTube, folks. Yeah, you you watch this by signing up to that crazy ass account or whatever it was for like ZoomyTube or whatever. <laughs> Vimeo. <Just to> Vimeo. <laughs> ZoomyTube. Uh, just to watch William. Yeah, I watch William. It's like three minutes. <laughs> yeah. It is a blowjob troll. <laughs> Goblin, perhaps. It's hard to say. Yeah, he lives, he lives in a garbage can. He lives in a garbage can, and he <laughs> he does sexual favors to men. Yeah. Anyone who wants it. Uh, I Anyone. know. I know exactly like why you like William. <laughs> why? Why do I like him exactly? You know exactly why you like <laughs> William. Because I'm immature. <laughs> And my core, and the <laughs> like, yeah, we're gonna make this three minutes short about this like guy just getting out of jail, this bearded man, uh, which like I think he's like, I feel like he's like a Tim and Eric guy, the William Tukarski. Oh shit, he was in uh, Tragedy Girls. Ah, see, that's what I was like. Yeah, he's in Too Many Cooks. There you go. Yeah, he's uh, he's the cook in Too Many Cooks. Yeah, he, yeah like, the he's cook. the the murderer guy. Yeah. So yeah. um, I bet he liked the screenplay, and uh, he, sure he, he said, did. "Yeah, definitely want to be in this." And his his uh, cellmate taking a piss. That oh man, you can just imagine what that smells like. And he's like, "Yeah, you got to go by the the bar. You, you get the the best you've ever had." Oh yeah. And then the guy's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go do that once this, once I get out." And he does. He goes to the bar and he sees some ladies. He's looking at their cleavage. He's he likes what he sees, and then he. Uh, goes uh to the bathroom and he sees for a good time go to the alley mm-hmm. uh and he does and there's this lady out there and he goes right up to her and she just walks away he's like god damn it i just i just can't get get laid here mm-hmm. and then then something comes out of the garbage can and then william and then, and then william happens yeah and we can't give too much of it away because yeah. there's only like two more that, that, dialogue. yeah <laughs> We've talked about it for about as long as it takes. Actually, so William yeah. apparently is six minutes long. Great score. Yeah. Great, great sound editing. William is one of a kind. Uh, it might make you a little sick to your stomach when you watch it. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, there was like the, like a William's tips for turning tricks into treats. The that's follow-up. whatever. Yeah. yeah Just, that's... What was he is William though, RJ? Mm-hmm. You may forget your sins. But you will never, never forget. Mm-hmm. As I said, I know exactly why this is your thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly why. Hey, exactly. Uh, I saw. I also watched the short film Slut. I did. I did. Um, so I, I watched that Slut, uh, and wow. uh, it's it's good. It's good. Yeah. I, I liked it. Um, that girl, uh, like the lead girl, she's. She's got a real good look, like for like Midwestern American, where uh, like she's wearing Molly she McIntyre. Like, yeah, like country bumpkin gal who's like yearning for more. And like as soon as you see her, it's like you see it. You're just like, I know exactly who this character is going to be. 
and uh, she's very good at it. Ooh, and um, the dude in this, uh, mm. he's kind of like a J-Rock kind of guy, too, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, he does a, a very good job as well. Um, like, he was exactly what you'd think he would a bad, be. A bad guy. He's a bad I watched, guy. Uh, so I watched the feature film of uh, Chloe Atuko's uh, The Watcher, or just mm-hmm. Watcher. Not great. It was okay, but... I mean, it really captures well uh, being in a foreign city, I guess. And like the fact that realistically, when you go to these places, you have a lot of downtime and you just kind of wander around quite a lot. And especially if you're there <laughs> like while someone mm-hmm. else is at work, you're just like there for nothing. You're like looking for things to do. But then uh, what's his name shows up in it? Pierre Laurie looking guy. That's what I always think of. Oh, uh, yeah. He's been uh, Burn Burn Gorman. Dark Knight Rises. Burn Gorman. Yeah, and Pacific Rim, Crimson okay. Peak. Yeah, you, you'll you you'd recognize him. He's in it. He's and he's watching, or is he? I, I mean, know. maybe it's it's it kind of at times it's trying to be a uh, an Argento movie, but yeah. doesn't quite get there. But uh, oh, I just saw this poor gal got tapped for Fear Street for. Oh shit! That's gonna be the end of her career. That's too bad, lady. <laughs> That's that. Uh, very quick. Let me just run through a few bars. If we'll talk out. Yeah, give him a rip. Give him a rip. N- N- Nightmare Cinema. Good Trap- stuff. Raptastic. There's one bit in it. The David Slade short story in it. Uh, I don't know what the title of it is. Oh yeah, it's This Way to Egress. It's mm. really cool. The rest of it, man. Joe Dante, Mick Garris. They deliver in all the ways that you want. And Mickey Rourke was up as the projectionist and of course he's just like wearing a big leather jacket with no shirt underneath being mickey being mickey rourke being mickey rourke yeah big down piece of meat um so yeah that's that's a not a recommend right uh okay. let's see here yeah lawnmower man those you know what the computer effects are pretty cool but not good not a i good mean movie. yeah yeah uh blah 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 blah, blah. i watch william too yes, mangler yeah. reborn Boy, oh boy, that movie's not good because it's not? not enough mangling, too much malleting. There's oh. times where it's unintentionally hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I watched a movie by one of your favorite directors, uh, Luca Guadagnino, uh, Bones yeah, and I All. Yeah, saw you rate that thing pretty highly or something, but uh, pretty, it's that pretty can't good, be RJ. Right. It's pretty good, RJ. Have you seen his other movies? I have, I have. This is the Chisperia? best one. Yeah, you know, you know about Timothy Chalamet. I've heard. I've heard you're a big fan yeah. now, apparently. Yeah. You know about Mark Rylance? You know Mark Rylance? Uh, yeah. He, well, he's in um, other movies. He's in Dunkirk. Well, in this, yeah. he plays Sale. Oh, Sale just wants to know be friendly to you. He basically is like Herbert from Family Guy, Chris. Oh, I see. <laughs> that, that's what that's what Mark Rylance's Sully character is. He's very cool. Like he's good and creepy. Uh, yeah, this is a movie about uh, I don't know what you call them. They're Vagabonds? not vampi- They're not vampires, but they're they don't Vander- need. But they're cannibals. They're cannibal people. They're cannibal mutants. Mm. They want they they can live amongst us. They can do whatever they need, but they are cannibals. And it's about a girl realizing it and then you find out you can smell other cannibals you just because they have a smell to them mm. um and yeah she uh, timothy shalman is a fellow cannibal mm. mutant 
and they meet exactly. uh, other cannibal mutants on the road. Some of those scenes mm-hmm. are pretty a bit creepy. The score is um, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Mm. So, so it's got a good, good music, uh, mm-hmm. beautiful intertitles because there's a lot of uh, state hopping. They look really yeah. good. It's actually some of the because you know some days they just tell you where they're at at the bottom of a screen like X Files style. Yeah. This has like it's just like the two letters of the state. It looks really good. Uh, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I like that. Uh, but yeah, simple story. There's some pretty creepy implications to some of the stuff. Uh, very harrowing horror. Um, it doesn't really play too much like a horror, but then there's some flesh eating, <laughs> and you're just like, oh god. Uh, but yeah, no, this is good. Actually, I should actually add it to my favorites because it was uh, it, it might displace something over another thing. Uh, Phoenix Forgotten, which is an RJ pick. Oh yeah, how is that? Not too bad. Has no oh. like, the, the, the oh, ending is yeah? abrupt. This is the Alien movie. Down yeah, no, I, I remember it, but the it's one of those movies where it's like I know why I like it, but is it actually good? <laughs> yeah, but th- this has got a lot of uh, people yelling, Mark, <laughs> Mark. Oh yes. A yeah. lot. And I don't understand what they could have just done a straight up like, hey, we found the tapes and we made a documentary about it rather yeah. than this like, oh my sister who's who's left behind yeah. twenty years later is gonna make it. That all felt like the detective work investigative stuff, and they're like, We're gonna show the world the footage. Yeah. So the government can't cover it up and they'll know we're aliens. And I'm like, huh, yeah. didn't like the government say that they're like pretty positive that aliens do exist and nobody cared. Yeah, that part's <laughs> not entirely necessary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, or, that's a yeah, huge yeah. chunk of the movie, like an hour yeah. of it. What what I did, one thing I did like was I liked how they threw in like real news um conferences, like that guy, that governor or whatever from Nevada or wherever, who was just like, we found the alien and they pulled that out. That was like an actual news conference from like that mm. dude. So I kind of I kind of liked how they spliced those in because I was like, oh, that's. That is a good way to break it up, I suppose. Like, I all, I agree with you. It's like, it should just be one thing. Don't break it up. But if you had to, it's not a bad way to do it. Uh, Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, Phoenix Forgotten. Not too bad found footage. I mean. Nice. Nice. It's very, yeah, it's more like documentary, documentary, documentary. And then it gets to the found footage stuff at the end. Yeah. So. It's just a little, it's just a little bit there, right? Just a little bit. A little, a little bit there. A little bit there. Yeah. Uh, nice. I watched a little uh, Talk to Me, RJ. Oh, and is it any good? Is it this the fucking next coming of no. all horror, like people well, say? Nah, watch it on stream, man. <laughs> I will wait stream. for it a hundred percent. Yeah, uh, like some of the most unlikable characters I've seen in a movie in a long time. Oh, oh, you well, you haven't seen bodies, bodies, bodies. <laughs> Goody, I don't, I don't know if it's quite like that. There's some cool stuff. There's some good stealth harm going on and talk to me we oh, were like wow. jesus fucking christ that's yeah. that becomes like a theme in the second half of the like, of this uh people just doing stuff to themselves not maybe by their own hand mm-hmm. um that's pretty okay but yeah i mean i like talk to me is not bad but i don't know I, i've seen some people say oh, it's the first horror movie i've it's got me since it follows and i'm like mm, it couldn't be that can't yeah. be right uh titan titan is uh i don't know if you'd like this movie honestly i don't think i would this is french correct yes i don't much care for the french horror films i I don't almost everyone i've seen i haven't liked yeah i I would say i don't think this isn't even like it's horror adjacent oh okay 
yeah, it's uh, I mean, I liked it like well enough, but I, I've I've seen some people who were really getting excited, really losing it over this, and I'm like, I'm not quite there on this. I won't really talk about it too much, but yeah, no, uh, I know. I mean, Titan will, I guarantee it, it it is in the collection or it will be. Well, no, no, it's not in the collection. It I will be don't... though. I bet. Right. That's a. Yeah. That's one of those new. I don't know if it will. I don't there. know. This movie reminds me a lot of Holy Motors, uh, which I don't know if oh, you've okay. ever seen. I don't know if these movies fit the Criterion uh, bill taste. I guess of the people oh, okay. making it, but you never know. It could fit in there pretty quick, and you'd go, "There it is." Do you mm-hmm. like people having sex with cars and getting pregnant? Okay. Do you? Okay. RJ. Yeah. That see. Sounds... Yeah. 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 She fucks sounds people like a up Dean constantly. Book. <laughs> could be. But yeah. but it is art. Uh, sure, it's and then all been, arts, and isn't it? it's got some uh, some cool music at times. Uh, there's like big they like firefighter raves in the fire hall. Mm, <laughs> they're okay. getting real. They're getting real shirtless too. Real shirtless. Um, real shirtless. Yeah. Okay. And and they're rocking out. Oh, uh, probably the most controversial take I'll have maybe is this movie when evil lurks that got released on Shutter this month. Uh, people love this movie. I don't get it. Did I send I you that uh, Rotten Tomatoes no. thing of When Evil Works? Nope. Here, I'm going to send you this right now. You should check out the score of this uh, this movie. I'm sending it to you on uh, Messenger. Okay. Check out what the, the score oh. of this film is as of yesterday. Okay. There's big build-up here, baby. Big, yeah. big build-up. Sure it is. Yeah. Okay. See it? Do you is agree that the, with is that? that the, is that the audience score, or is that the... I don't know. That's just what they put out there. I, that, for... I mean, sure. Whatever. Yeah. I, I didn't. I don't get it. Yeah. I, I, it's, but I, I don't know. I felt more frustrated by it as the movie went on. Mm. Uh, also got self-harm is depicted in the poster. Cool poster. Great title. Yeah. But I don't know. You might watch this and love it. I, 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 I might. I wouldn't hold it against you. I just... I watched it, and uh, I don't know. Spanish... Uh, two brothers. Is there some sort of like world building of like that's barely suggested, mm. but it's kind of built up? It's like, oh, there's demons, and you have to deal with demons in a particular way. Mm. Um, and then if you don't, you get bad things happen to you. So you have to follow okay. these rules, and you're like, I'm like, okay, when are we going to do something cool with this? And I don't know. A bunch of things happen, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay. I mean, I'm not shocked by anything, but maybe I'm callous. Maybe because I've watched a hundred movies this month, and like, I'm not like I'm not that I'm not that shook by what I've been seeing today. Um, I don't know. Could could be that it's no terror fire. That's what I'm gonna say. I mean, few things are. I, I could be wrong. I don't know. Hey, Howling Two needs to be on your Christopher Lee list, by the way. Uh yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it yet, though. Well, you need to put it on your list. Do of, I have just... Christopher Lee's to watch? It's on Tubi. It is all on the, Tubi. I think like all but the first Howling are on Tubi. So. I think I tried to watch Howling too, like years ago, and it was not on anything ever, and yeah. I just well, gave up. It's there today. Well, Tubi we'll... saves the day again. <clears throat> and then uh, Baskin, which mm. is a Turkish movie about I've heard a, a lot about uh, that. Yeah, it's it's got a memorable cover and it's got a title you're like, oh man, because this used to be on things like these movies are too fucking hardcore. Like yeah, these I are this, this is some Serbian film, 
Salo, Paul Baskins on that. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, there's a lot of weird listlessness to this movie where I'm like, mm. where, what is this about? And like, I'm not really into these characters. And then they go into an apartment complex and they're talking about, oh yeah, there's like Satanists in there. And then they run afoul of some real fucking Satanist types. Real mm-hmm. fucked up, creepy asshole fuckers. Which you could kind of watch the short film Baskin, which was like kind of like the concept short film. It's got the same actors in it. It's kind of stripped down. doesn't have an ending. Baskin, you could argue, maybe doesn't have an ending either. But, man, when they get to, like, the cultists doing some cultist stuff, whoa. (laughs) That's where you're like, oh, fuck, I don't know. It's it's pretty greasy, boys. But it's good. Like, to me, I'm like, yeah, this actually depicts, like, a horrifying cult that you don't want to fuck with in a way where... You watch, uh, you know, Eyes Wide Shut, and essentially it's Tom Cruise goes to an orgy and is really spooked out. It's like nothing. It's like, huh? They're just like rich people having sex. Yeah, they're not doing anything weird. <laughs> they're not doing anything. There's all yeah. Baskin. <laughs> Where it's like Baskin's like, oh, eyeballs and, and weird modifications mm-hmm. and writhing around and uh, we're going to open up a gate to hell. Uh, like that kind I, of cult rem- activity. I remember a horror podcast once said that it was bat shit crazy. Now, do you agree with that? Yeah, it's dark. It's pretty fucking dark. It actually reminds me a little bit of uh, the best story out of that Necronomicon uh, anthology. Yep. The Stuart, is it, or uh, Brian Yesna one? Yeah, the one with like the mind or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, you're like, oh, God. <laughs> like, there's no hope. That part's that so there's a whole sequence in it where you're like, this is kind of grueling, and it's a good mm. chunk of time, and you're just locked in with them. Not not fun that part, but it's like it's good for that section. And also, yeah. this is on Tubi <laughs> in a version that's well, better what, than the one on Prime because the subtitles actually sync up properly, unlike the ones on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Real pain. What's in the not bass. on Tube? Okay. Hey RJ. Um. Yeah. Did you remember Skinamarink? Did you know, Jared, that this is the number two scariest movie where, of all where, time? Based where is on that? that study that this is number two rate, now? Yeah, number one is Sinister. That's not possible. Wasn't Sinister from that wasn't that years ago? And now they did it again like a year ago and now it's just yeah, number yeah. two. I'm pretty sure Each? it's number two. No way. Because they did that thing like a few years ago before. They did it before Skin and Marine, but I saw a thing. When I was when I was looking at Skinmarink and someone said that this was now the number two based on that heart rate monitor thing. God, can you imagine? Can you imagine? I mean, this movie really hits its stride at an hour and a half. You really yeah, feel. You, yeah, well, I think it was fifty minutes before. Now it's an hour and a half. This movie really hits its stride at two hours. You really kind of feel it. You know what I mean? Can you uh, Here... talk about? Can you talk about this at all? Uh, I mean, I, I can kind of talk about it. Like, give, give, give me a recap. It's a guy who grew up in the 80s, and he probably had a lot of nightmares, and his nightmares was like his door was open a crack, and he could see the hallway light and the hallway do- uh, wall, which I completely understand because shit like that really scared me when I was a little kid, like just doors that were open or like hallways or lights on walls and stuff like that. I get that completely. The sound of a TV in the distance. The, the sound of a TV in a distance and like creaks and cracks and, or not even that, but the, 
just staring at like an image because you're a little kid in your bed and you're staring at the roof at the crack and there's like a glow of the tv from a doorway or like the next room uh shit like that actually did genuinely scare me a lot when i was a little kid i got scared a lot really easily um but uh does it need to be an hour and 45 minute movie i don't know what 100 minutes of for like a like this is of just that art this is an art film. This is some art house stuff, baby. Yeah. yeah. So I I absolutely understand his idea with this because it's like I said, like I was a real or I got scared of everything, and it's like stuff like this. It's like I I do know why he thinks this is scary, but it is. I think about I don't know about you, but I think I was about ten minutes in when I was like, this is it, hey. Yeah. Oh, that's it's the whole thing. <laughs> that might have been around when I messaged you. Yeah. And I think I, because I was like, I was you know, uh, <laughs> saying, hey, here's a here's a review. Get a marink. I know you should have. Uh, that should have been your review on Letterbox. It would have got a ton of likes. I uh, might have, but yeah. Now that it's about likes, but uh, um, it I feels think like, the... but it even feels unfair. I mean, it's so it's too easy. It's, just... it's right there. I I think the first five minutes, you're kind of like, oh, this is interesting i wonder if they're going to do anything different and then when the 10 minute mark hits you go oh this is all this is okay i mean eventually a demon voice comes well, a little bit but it is well, so hard to hear and understand hey, you know what my favorite dialogue in this was it was i love that part that was good dialogue sometimes well, the, the, sometimes the sometimes burnt there's in. sometimes there's burnt in subtitles yeah, yeah. Because they knew it's like it's so hard to understand, which is like I, again, I get it. You might I not know. even hear. You might not even hear anything, and subtitles yeah. pop up because they they just want to make sure. And I think it's yeah. part of the aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. So I I understand mm. everything. So what? So what's the story? Is... What's what's happening? Uh, two kids uh, find that their parents have disappeared, and, their parents are gone. and yeah. the windows are covered and like or don't the exist anymore. Disappear. And yeah. toilets disappear. <laughs> Where'd it go? It's gone. And then, uh, yeah, door, and then uh, sometimes you get like, like weird, like Calls sound effects. So you, you get sound effects to go along with doors disappearing, like, like that. And then you see this like specter of a figure because they're like, I don't want to talk about is it daddy yeah. or is it mommy? And then they're because like the daddy's telling them to look under the bed, and then they get back, they yeah. look back up, and daddy's gone. But then there's like a mother figure on the edge of the bed. With their I didn't feet. mind that sequence. I was like, well, oh, because like, oh, at least something is happening. No, something's happening. Yeah, that's yeah. that's crazy. That's why I remember uh, it. The rest of the time, you're like, oh, it's another <laughs> corner of a room. Of a room. It's, it's a floor. It's Lego. It's Lego on the floor. And maybe one of the Legos moves. Oh, then and then you get uh that. Uh, kid's telephone with the face you get that jump scare i mean yeah mm -hmm. it happens over and over again and then that cartoon with the uh the cobweb hotel there's all kinds of yeah all the public domain over yeah and over and over i will again. say that like when i think back like i did not enjoy watching it but i will say that thinking back to it i think i like the idea of it far more than watching it you like the idea of coke more than you actually like coke yeah that kind like, of co yeah. like cocaine uh, not, not that one. Would you say that this movie is done through the house's perspective? Like, is the house the haunted entity? I don't think so. Uh, you don't think so, Tim? I don't think so, Tim. Okay. Good. 
Yeah, I don't uh, know. I yeah. <laughs> this is one you and me last year we were like, can we get this? Can we get this? And it came yeah. like a month after Halloween because everyone's shitting their fucking pants. Yeah. About Creepsville adjacent Alberta Edmonton. Uh, Skin on my ring, the scariest movie ever made. New Canadian cinema, and you go and you go, yeah, this is uh, as RJ would say, art house trash. I don't even know if you labeled it as such because this, Uh, my friend, I didn't. I will. Yeah, you. This is art house trash. Hunter, oh, this is the most like completely. Like this is if you're gonna give any designation, that's what this is. And I don't know if I, because I see this movie gets some real extreme reactions, as you could imagine. There's like the five star crowd. There's the zero star crowd because they're going into this like probably like I did. I didn't know. I thought this was a found footage type of thing. And then I'm watching. And I went, oh, I see. I, I see I, what we're in for. <laughs> I had a bit of an idea because I watched the trailer with Andy because I was like, I don't know if she would like this or not. And Shutter had a trailer for it. And the trailer's got more going on than the movie does, but it, it does because show... the trailer should only like the movie should probably be like I don't know fifteen Ooh. minutes instead. Because like if you think about you compare this to my um was it my house walkthrough, yeah. my house walkthrough is so much better. Yeah, by like or, a, a lot by a lot. Or uh, you compare this to Terrifier One, which was only eighty five minutes long. This is longer. Than the first Terrifier yeah. film, Jared. Different, different. It's a little it's different. different, but yeah, my house walkthrough or uh, great. Um, no wait, what was that? Uh, what are those other ones? Uh, unedited footage of a bear and um, like those oh. things that are like four minutes long. The people live in me, or whatever it's called. Yeah, or this house has people in it, or something yes, like that's that. it. That's it. It's like four or five minutes long. It's exactly what it needs to be. <clears> this thing. This would work, I think, really good in as a preview for one of those Grindhouse. And, like, in Grindhouse, one of those previews, it's not a funny one, but it's, like, the preview for this is, like, in this house. And it just shows, like, this, like, a bunch of the still shots. And you're, like, oh, yeah, that looks creepy. And then you watch it and you go, oh, yeah, that's the whole movie. And you go, oh, okay. Uh, I also watched a... What year was this thing from? 20... 2016 Mexican found footage film called 1974, The Possession of Altair. Was it good? A newlywed couple disappeared in 1974. Their 8mm tapes reveal one of the most horrifying events in Mexican history. It sounds pretty uh, scary. It's pretty good. It looks great. It's actually shot in 8mm. Mm. Uh, looks good. The, they recreate the 70s really well, I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the person that experienced the seventies firsthand, but for this, I felt they did a pretty good job with like probably very little resources. Uh, probably, I don't know if RJ would like this one. Oh. That bad thing happens to a doggy. It's very cute. Real dog? Off. Well, the dog's fine. They but... didn't really. No, is this kind of like how Dutch really killed that cat in real life? Nah, nah. It's like between the panels, and then you're like, "What? Oh no!" I know what that means. Yeah, it's between the panels. And then you're like, oh, fuck. But so this is a movie about th- this couple. They're in love. Everything's going great. And then guy's uh, wife starts uh, doing weird stuff. One of the cool things she does is she starts getting bricks <laughs> delivered to the house and painting them black. And then she builds, like, little monuments with, like, black bricks that she just sits in front of and prays to constantly. 
Mm-hmm. And, I'm yeah. the same way. And then bleeding from the eyes and all kinds of cool stuff like that. Uh, yeah, lucky. And, and then it goes into real RJ territory. Mm. And uh, yeah, no, it's like, it's not bad. I mean, this is super obscure. Uh, it took a little bit of doing to actually track it down. I'd seen it on a um, bleeding skull list of like alternate horror picks for the hero Halloween. And I'm like, I've never heard of this one before. And I found it, watched it, and went, not bad. Not too bad, Jay. Not too bad? Not too Interesting. bad. Not too you, bad. How do you think it ranks to butterfly kisses? Oh, you know, I think it might be, I might have a leg up on Butterfly. Well, I mean, it doesn't have uh, Sanchez, the director of existence. Uh, I, I, in audio <laughs> format only. He's not, he's not there in person. He's Skyped in for that one. Just <laughs> well, perfect. Yeah. Uh, hey, have you like, I don't know if you've been watching a lot of the newer movies. I watched a lot of new movies this time around. I, but I definitely, yeah. I, I definitely felt a lot of COVID-19 measures. In a lot of these movies some of them yeah yeah we were like okay we're working with some limitations here about people interacting for some of them yeah and, i mean we'll see i mean the next year though is going to be weird because we just got through a writer strike and now the actors yeah, are still on actors. strike well, halloween next year might be real weird there might be a lot of more fan footage all of a sudden <laughs> i mean i'm i'm okay with that as long as it's good out that's fair fair enough as long as we get more exists than we get butterfly kisses i'm what about what about hell house llc origins the carmichael manor it it does some stuff okay but it's still it's it's breaking the cardinal rule that the first 50 minutes of the first movie made don't show motion like i don't am i on crazy pills jared or is that what this this whole franchise was set on in the first movie, and then they completely threw that all out? Like you dun, have seen the clown dun, walking. Dun, in this. Dun, 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 yes. dun, dun. Like okay, I don't think that, I don't think this one's bad. It's just there is. Oh, like, I think um, it's the I think it's the best of the sequels. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's better than two. It's better than three. It's got some really good stuff in it. But then again, it's like, I don't I don't like that they showed the clowns walking and stuff. It's like, I think that's a mistake. You shouldn't do that. And that's just my own personal thing with this. It's like, I think it's more effective when you just leave it as it is. Because there's some good shots in this. Like, the balls appearing some places and then turning. Uh, the one really good one is when the, the guy gets caught. And uh, when the guy gets caught and there's the knocking on his door and then he turns the light on and uh, Clown Man is in there and then he kind of sits up out of the bed and then Clown Man is kind of turned into a different direction and you go, yeah, you're like, that's exactly what I'm here for. So um, I don't think it's as good as number one, no. uh, but uh, there there is still it has some of the sequel problems, but it's better than the last couple. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. yeah, outside of like that one bit where uh, she, uh, the one woman goes to the basement and it's clown based, that is yeah. spooky. And then this one is it's, this one's like, hey, y- y'all like horror? You like clowns? Mm-hmm. And I, you know what, RJ? I do. I'm I a do sucker. Too. I'm a sucker for the clown. I'm down with the clown, as I've said before. Yeah, I don't know. I thought this was okay. Uh, there's like the bit though. So they they're leaving. Um, they very quickly abandon. Uh, the the brother like well let's just go after we do we have to redo our mark 
<laughs> they leave and they're walking in broad daylight so we get a little bit of daylight horror and they keep yeah. walking and walking and walking and walking and they come to like this bridge and they see these like this rope figure and they fucking like tear ass they're so afraid you're like what did i see it's just like some dude in a robe who fucking mm-hmm. kick his kick his ass because of course we know having seen three that it's demons it was de- yeah demons the, de- the demons yeah yeah. But they do. They they rip out of there and they get back to that mansion. Yeah. There's some good. I mean, there's stuff where like the the girls doing the realtor job and she's showing the pictures and then there's like the the footage of like the pictures of cameras her. of it's coming up the stairs and it's her still working and yeah. then it goes off to the side and then you get yeah <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that the buildup of that is good with the the lady watching it and she's like, um, oh, that was some real. Are you okay? uh, what a performance that uh, yeah. that woman gave. Yeah, you okay? It's you everything okay on? over there? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, it's just like uh, I I don't know if I'm convinced uh, yeah. by this. But uh, the the clowns are awesome because they always are. Um, like so when the brother, it's his footage and the clowns in his room. That I think that scene is very good. Uh, there's a couple other good clown ones, but yeah, it's like there's one thing where they show the clown walking, and I was like. I don't know. It's, it's, I wish they didn't do that. I, that's just me. I don't know. But I wish they didn't show the clowns walking, Jared. I am surprised they waited to, Shutter waited to drop this until the fucking 30th. Like, that's a, they had a lot of confidence in it, I think. Well, you know what, though? I'm looking at my activity. I don't know. Not very many people watched it, like, in I the last few it days. Was too late. Because by the 30th, like, I think some people are, done or they're like saving they're like no i want to watch something that i really like near the end mm. you know what i mean like well i think it's you you me and sam sanchez <laughs> watched it uh sammy san yeah we watched it like you know within the day there's a couple people mm. who got to watch it sooner than that like well, yeah so anyway yeah i don't know they squeezed it out they're like okay are we, is this going to be the new tradition every year we're going to get a hell house i'm fine with that i'm fine with these i'm fine with dresses it's just yep. filler for the most part. It's like, give me one cool bit, and I like it. I always hate the freeze frames of, like, hey, you know in this footage, there was this portrait of this girl on the wall? You never noticed that before? I'm like, why would have I? And it's like, Lord. Yeah, how, how could we? There was a grandfather clock in the background. Now it's here, and it's got a secret panel, because we're linking the Carmichael house with Abaddon Hotel. And even though it's like, I thought this was all solved. Like, the gates yeah. of hell opened, and we closed them and up. And then they closed them. And now they're yeah, back. I don't think there needed to be any like the literal connection could have been that uh, like one of the kids bought some of the shit from the Abaddon when it closed down. And that could have been all it was. And that's all it needed to be. I don't know if they needed all of the stuff where it's like, no, this guy was there from the start. And it's like, that's fine. But uh, you maybe didn't need that. No, you know, I just want to mention I watched Mirrors which I didn't realize when I started it was going to be two hours long. I haven't seen a movie you with idiot. Keith or Sutherland forever. <laughs> like anything with Keith I, or Sutherland. I Jack Bauer. I've seen Mirrors. You have logged it, I believe. The, yeah. the, fucking, the highlight of Mirrors, though, is so the whole movie is like there's like demons on the other side of Mirrors, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Keith or Sutherland's sister goes for a bath. And she's like looking in the mirror and she walks away, but her mirror reflection doesn't leave. And then the mm. mirror reflection looks at her as she's in the bathtub. And mirror reflection begins to just like 
pull her own jaw off her fucking face. And this happens to the sister who's in the bathtub. And it's you just die like in the game, you die for real. Fuck, fucking horrific. I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. This is like in a like a fairly mainstream movie. Like, Jesus. <laughs> like it's so like, oh like one of the more uh unsettling things I guess I'd see. And I was like, huh. Did not expect it. And then the rest of the movie is like Keith or Sutherland being set on CGI fire and going, mm-hmm. ah, ah. <laughs> not not great. Yeah. But I that think I bit... saw it when it came out, which is like oh. over ten years ago. Yeah, the jaw kills, pretty sweet, pretty but, good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'll just mention because I know you'll watch it, Hellraiser. The, the, I will the, watch it as soon the, as the David, it's not David, off of fucking David, Paramount Plus. Derek Bruckner, David Bruckner. Uh, yeah, I, I think delivers the goods. I think this is pretty good. The night house guy, yeah, night house guy. Oh, the ritual, uh, the ritual. Yeah, yeah. on uh, Southbound, yeah, the fuck, this guy's everywhere. He's done good he stuff. Did a, he did something in VHS eighty five. What did he do in VHS eighty five? Uh, his was uh, what's his name? The the, the creature. What's it, what's it called? Rory. <laughs> so where was oh, that? he did the wraparound. Yeah, he did the wraparound. Oh well. This is the best part of that fucking movie. Yeah, I love that piece of crap. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Hellraiser is good. Um, I, it hits, it hits yeah, on the stuff. You're like, yeah, it's got drug addicts. Um, oh. And, and got, sex addicts? Uh, it's got deviants. Ooh. No sex addicts. It's got deviants, oh. though. Uh, cool. <laughs> like, you know, Cenobites being Cenobites. Yeah. Doing bad, doing bad stuff. You get Leviathan. Mm-hmm. Good. I liked it. Uh, I mean, the thing though, this movie's that fucking Hellraiser's two hours long, and oh, again, yeah. taking a big chunk out of my uh, Halloween day viewing. Your viewings. Oh yeah, everything I watched was fucking two hours long. I think somehow, very weird. But um, it, I, it's never like as grotesque. It never got me as viscerally at all uh, as the original Hellraiser, where it's got some like oh, oh, gross stuff. This is just like oh, it's cool. It's yeah. like. I don't know. It does. It didn't. It doesn't get you like uh, the best of uh. I think Clive Barker stuff. Like hell, even that uh, books of blood thing that's on Disney Plus. That's got some more stories in it. Where I was like the people in the yard being or being in the, under the floorboards. Like that's a, like oh, mm-hmm. Hellraiser lacks that. I feel it's hard, anyone, but it's one of the best. Like, definitely into the wall. Sadly not. Uh, no, this one's just got some. I don't know. It's good, but. I think well, it's definitely one of the better Hellraiser sequels in general. It's <laughs> but, better than uh, uh, by, by a lot, but then Dead World or whatever. Yes, better? by any of them. Yeah, it's okay. like it'd be like the third best Hellraiser, probably. One, two, and then this. Uh, I mean, I, I have a soft spot for four. I think is the Which one I kind of like four. Uh with what's his name? Adam Scott shows up in for oh, a, the for space a hot one. minute. Yeah, I like okay. that one. I think yeah. he's got some cool stuff. Anyways, uh, yeah, RJ, Hellraiser, Halloween, RJ. Oh my god. Okay, what do you want me to do here, man? Because there's like nine of them. Well, you just don't have to talk about the original stuff. We'll t- you skim through it quick. Okay, Halloween four. Um, I thought they were really, really mean to that little girl for the entire movie, and I was like, why are they so mean to this little girl? Yeah, and that's all I really. I watched the Joe Bob. He actually explains some stuff really well about Loomis, and Loomis is like losing it. But uh, yeah, the biggest thing in that movie, I was like, "Holy shit, they're mean to this little kid." Um, so, and this was the movie that because uh, everyone hated Season of the Witch, 
they were like, they you gotta bring Michael back. Myers back. And it's like, man, Halloween 3 is like fucking amazing. It's the best. Uh, but everyone hated it. I, I hated it when, when I first watched it. And I was I was a dumb like junior. I high feel kid. like I think that's where they should retake the franchise is into not Michael Myers. But I mean, whatever. Uh Halloween five. Um even Awful. more bizarre. Yeah, like this is so strange, this one. Uh because like Halloween four, it's like he gets shot like a thousand times. It's like I mean I know it's saying he doesn't die, but um they kind of retcon everything already. Uh, and you're just like, oh, okay. There's a babysitter lady in this, and I thought her character sucked so bad that my whole review is about like all the shitty stuff she did. Like, she saw a dog, and she's like, I'll bring you some water. And then she doesn't, and the dog barks, and she's like, oh, relax. And it's like, no, he needs water. What are you doing? And like, I don't know, she throws a kitten at one point, and I was just like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? Uh, a bunch of kids try to save or like sacrifice themselves for her and i was like what is going on but movie's so bizarre it's got um it's got a ton of psychos it's got slapstick music for the cops and you're just like is this a comedy now i don't know uh yeah how halloween five is super bizarre five yeah for five halloween six i put cowboy man but uh this one's also weird because at the end of five, he kidnaps that girl who's his niece or something or cousin. And this one starts with her giving birth to a baby. And the implication is that Michael is the dad. And you're just like, you, you're like, I don't like that. I didn't like that at least. Um, and then we get H2O, uh, mm-hmm. t- title credits at 12 minutes, Jared. Oh shit. That's right. <laughs> I, I saw this. I saw this movie once in theater, and uh, I haven't seen it since. I I saw it on VHS in like '99 or something, whenever it mm-hmm. came out. It scared me then because I was a little kid. Uh, I watched this with Andy. H two O, not bad, is what I would say. Okay. It's not it, it's not bad compared to all these other ones. H two O is not bad. It's got some good ideas. Um, I think it did what these new ones were are doing to give Jamie Lee Curtis some. Uh, Kind of like authority take the power back, okay. and then I got we have a uh, Halloween Resurrection, which is uh, I think much talked about. Um, I have, Rhymes is there. I have never seen Halloween Resurrection. Oh, well, I'll save it then. I'll save my talk. Okay. Um, okay. There's a yeah. It's a it's like Fear dot com stuff with like uh, whatever. Ooh. I watched a a Halloween uh, fan movie. It's not good. Mm -hmm. You think for a fan fan film they would be doing something? They don't. But they didn't. They didn't. Uh, And then I rewatched all the the Gordon Greens. So well, you watched you rewatched the first one. I did. And watched Kills and Ends for the first time. Yes, Uh, and I I watched these with Andy because she liked H two O. Oh. And uh, I was like, well, there's more. I didn't show her the Rob Zombie. I think next year I'll show her the Rob Zombie one. I was like, I was like, I remember really liking, or like, not really. I, I was like, I remember liking the Rob Zombie number one. I was like, we can watch that next year. Mm. But uh, yeah, we did it. So what, what, what did she think of the podcasters? <clears throat> she was happy when they were killed. Oh, it's awesome when they. When they... It's very satisfying. So yeah. I. Before you even go, I I have no idea what Jared thinks of these movies or anything like that. But I have a long 
been um, not super positive on this Halloween remake. I will say this before we get into the the uh, second and third one. Rewatching the Halloween now, mm-hmm. it is not as bad as I remembered it. It is actually, and especially after watching all those Halloweens, rewatching this new one, I was like, oh, I was like, this is fine. I was yeah. like, there's there's a couple goofy things in it, but I was like, this isn't what I, this isn't the the horrible movie that I thought it was. These movie, yeah. So the one thing that's a constant in the David Gordon Green Halloweens is there's something like completely out of place or like a little off or goofy mm-hmm. that makes you go, why? Or makes no sense yeah. at all from like any like logical standpoint. We're like, what the fuck? Uh, the one in Halloween is so <clears throat> let's just summarize quick Halloween 2018. So this is a direct sequel to the original Halloween. Yeah. And the idea is that two and up never happen. It's just like yeah. Michael Myers got up and disappeared on Laurie Strode after he falls out that window. And, she and spent then 40 years fearing him. Yeah. Preparing prepper style, survival style, preparing her own daughter, um, Judy mm-hmm. Greer and Judy Greer's daughter. Uh, who's like kind of been kept away from it because Judy Greer's a little disturbed by her mother's like mania about yeah. this is the implication. Uh, but so Laurie Strode has, has spent 40 years like completely expecting one day, like even for anything, like not just a Michael Myers coming back, but anything. like anything happening. Cause like she was like, this was traumatic. Like she was a, uh, High school girl uh, babysitting and like basically oh there was it was the babysitter killer um, that happened and she's like kind of the focal point of it in this town because she just never leaves they never really say what she did with her life uh, even though it's like in in the in the original movie Loris was like you know she was like a really smart student in school and stuff like that you think her ah, she'd move on from it go to college and get past it she'd change her name but nope they linger on it in this first she never gets past it. Um, and then you've got uh, her, the, the not the like one of the deputies. What happens is it kind of makes a little bit more sense because in the second movie they actually do flashback stuff with CGI people. You get Donald Pleasance brought back from the dead, uh, putting in an appearance. Yes, it's been another murder. I didn't Has mind. He it. killed again. Yeah, I didn't mind. Yeah, it. it's fine. And it that's brings in, back uh, kills. That's kills. Yep. Yeah. So before you get there, uh, you get introduced to the Strode family and the fact that Michael Myers, yeah, he's he got he got arrested again and he mm-hmm. got put into a into a hospital and he's been there ever since. And these two intrepid British podcasters, this man and the woman, they get to the truth. And I'm going to get the mask from the district attorney to ask you, Michael, what do you think about this? How does this Say make something. you feel? Say something. Because the idea is that Michael can talk, he just chooses not to. Um, and you get this like big lumbering bald old man. Because so because Mike Shape. so Halloween happened in 1963. That's when Michael Myers killed his sister and her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was 10 at the time. So this is real time forward jumping uh, in terms of how old he is. So he's mm-hmm. in his 60s. Um, he's aging yeah. out. He's aging out. But uh, he's, he's, this old horse, he, he's still, he's he's still kicking. So there's another there's another transfer, and we get some reenactments of what happened the first time on Halloween night, or on you know the day before Halloween. Uh, the 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 bus loses control. 
There's a new Loomis, RJ, as we're constantly reminded. There's new, new a new Loomis. Loomis. People say, ah, you're the new Loomis. And this this is for Loomis. <laughs> Do you want to hear something crazy? What? Andrea was like, what is this guy's accent? She was like, it sounds like he's from like upper Africa, Middle East, but also British. And I was like, that's so well, specific. Well, I was well, like, let me look, look into this. He's Turkish. Turkish, but he was also raised in the UK. So it is like uh, Turkish slash British because like she was like throwing out this idea. She's like, this is what it sounds like. I was like, that's what are you talking about? And I looked it up. Mm. I was like, oh, I guess he is. I was like, mm. wild, wild, and wild. Anyways, uh, so anyway, he escapes and this goes down the Rob Zombie road of Michael Myers just kills everybody. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. who. He even goes to the gas station to get the old um the, 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 the suit. jumpsuit. Yeah, I guess yeah. his jumpsuit back kills all of them. And the, it just so happens that the podcasters are there and she goes to the bathroom. I don't know, take a shit or something. And, uh, and, and, and yeah, they all get wiped out. And you go, I feel good about this because holy, these characters sucked. This uh, franchise it, has a real thing with gas station bathrooms where people are grossed out. And it's like, yeah, just go outside. But uh, yeah, the podcasters absolutely suck so so bad i i was like um, getting like man this guy who plays it was jefferson hall or mm-hmm. something like that so he's in oppenheimer he's in tenant oh, okay. so he now he's a so he's going to be in all of the christopher nolan movies from now on God. i'm sure he's not that bad but in this oh no no yeah. thanks but anyway uh the the old deputy he's floating around and uh they're like well we got to cover up we got the new sheriff uh who's the yeah. guy playing him well, Bill Patton is like the deputy. Yeah, he's the deputy. Uh, yeah, the new sheriff's just some really cool dude in a cowboy hat. That's right. Oh yeah, we got Toby Huss. He's, uh, yeah, he, he's gonna be doing the job tonight. <laughs> so that was my prediction. I was like, "Yep, there he goes into the dark night." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Omar Dorsey's the the sheriff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah, Michael Myers, he just starts killing people. Yeah, he just uh, goes for it. Yeah, he just goes door to door killing people he's one by one. He's incarnate. Okay. Yeah, he's there's no squam, there's no qualms. He's just killing. Yeah. Um, and then of course word gets out because uh, J- Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, she's got a police scanner and she's like, oh shit, Michael Myers, uh, this is mm-hmm. it, this is go time, this is the moment we've been preparing for. Mm-hmm. She, so she has a like underground bunker that's installed in the kitchen. It's all like I'm like how many. How many thousands of dollars did it cost to afford to get this all done? Lots. Lots. Lots of money. And, uh, yeah, Michael Myers is just killing people, slamming people's heads down on fences, um, butchering people, and he just happens to keep... He stumbles, stumbles upon uh, the the Strode granddaughter, and he starts mm-hmm. chasing after her, uh, running afoul of the, the police detective... Or, yeah, sorry, of uh, Pat, Will Patton's Bill character Patton. and, yeah. and the doctor... And then the doctor t- takes makes a heel turn. Uh, yeah. Well, the yeah, new slices, Loomis, not quite. New Loomis, he slices throats and uh, puts the mask on to know what it is like. Um, throws <laughs> somehow hauls Michael Myers like sandbagged ass into the backseat of the police cruiser where Lord, uh, you know, granddaughter Strode mm-hmm. is. And you're like, how did that guy lift him up? Effortless. Yeah, that, this, that man's this like Turkish man. that guy's like six six five and probably two thirty and dead weight, mm-hmm. and he just pull, threw him in the back, no problem. It's at that point too. You're like, hey, girl, and it's like get out of the car. No, no, I can't. Uh, anyway, 
And then, so, um, we all get a big climax at the end where all the Strodes are united. But you know what you do when uh, Michael Myers is bumping around? You go up by the door that you've had 40 years to prepare. Right around the pieces of the glass where, you know, he could potentially Mm. smash through both panes of glass and start grabbing your head. Do that. And then see what happens. And that's what happens. And she somehow gets away. Even though there's times where Michael Myers just like smashes people's heads like, I don't know, grapes. And other yeah. times he doesn't. It's like Terrifier kind of stuff. But this movie is supposed to be a little bit more realistic. And then yeah. you get away from that because you shotgun his hand, which never gets brought up ever again, I don't think. In, she... in the in the other ones, he does have the fingers. Mangled off. hands. Does he? Yeah. Okay. Because she looked like she really mangled his hand. Yeah, in in the in kills or ends, it does show his hands all fucked okay. up. Okay, so. I I just I don't feel like <laughs> there's shows a lot it for more like damage. A second. There's a lot more damage, and there's a lot of him grabbing people still. And you're like, huh? I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. so she then they get down to the kitchen, and he's stomping around up there. And then they, they you know what you do to give away your position is you shoot through the floor at his foot that you can't see. Yeah, and you're un- like, and you, and then you go, we did it. And you're like, what? No. Fuck, just hide out. He's just going to stomp around. He's not going to find you. And let him leave. But no, we got to face him. We got to face the evil. Or sorry, face your fate, as the tagline for this movie reads. And yeah, they shoot him in the foot. And you're like, okay, let's check it out. And then you get some more fucking nonsense fight scenes. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Judy Greer pretends that she's scared. But even though she's been trained forever to how to fire a fucking gun, she's like, gotcha. And then she shoots him in the arm with a sniper rifle. And then tosses him down the fucking stairs and then mm-hmm. uses the CGI spikes to trap him down in the basement. Starts the gas line. Because this was all the plan all along. It's Not a blow prison, up. It's a trap. It's a it's a giant fire trap to burn him alive and call it a day. And then doot, 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 doot. And then it turns out when Halloween kills, that's not the end. Michael Myers is hidden in this little like metal. It's the gunshed punch. thing. Yeah. And he was and he was fine. He didn't run out of oxygen as the air yeah. burns out. Yeah, he was good, and then the no, firefighters he's, get he's killed. Yeah. Apparently, uh, him just killing firefighters upset some people online. I remember when that came out. Uh, I'm went, sure, but he's not supposed to be like an admirable. He's he's char- he's, he's the bad guy. Was he supposed to salute them? <laughs> he's like, thank you for your as, service. As, can you imagine? I just imagine this is the image of Michael Myers, like with tears coming out of his mask at 9/11 or something like that. It's like, nope. He would go in there and he'd finish anyone that was left. Yeah, he just, he, he's, a, he's a bad dude. He's, a mon- he's evil he's, incarnate. As evil Lewis incarnate. says, evil on two legs at one, evil. in one of those movies. Or, or what, what do we have to do with evil, though? Evil dies story. tonight. Evil dies tonight. So Halloween Kills is a direct sequel. Happens mere moments after Halloween mm-hmm. ends. Uh, picks up where the action was. Michael Myers kills a bunch of people, and uh, he goes right back to killing less people. Uh, yeah. You get to catch up with the couple that was leaving the house. Uh, you're like, oh, there's some continuity here. And there I laughed is. because there was this um, woman babysitting this uh, one little kid. That who... kid's the best character in the whole series. But you know, the funniest line, though, was like the next-door neighbor saying, hey, it's that an- that annoying little asshole from across <laughs> the street. Is how they call yeah. him. That annoying I... little asshole. <laughs> I thought that kid was was honestly. I thought he was the best character in all three of the movies. Yeah, he was wicked. But so yeah, that annoying little asshole. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and anyway, then there's this whole subplot though that there was another escapee from the the bus that tipped over, and it's just like 
chubby bald guy and you're like what did he do he's no name but he's going to become like chased around needlessly for like nothing like it makes zero sense like yeah it's the little short fat guy that's michael myers it's him yeah, right. it, it's unbelievable like i mean i think the idea is it's mob mentality they're not thinking right but it's yeah it's just like this little dude who's like hiding in a corner it's like you think he who like willingly came into the hospital for help <laughs> and then the and entire like, town him? shows up at the hospital <laughs> even the yeah. doctors are pushing and... people out of the way to kill this guy oh, the 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 sheriff uh from the first movie uh he's he goes yeah evil dogs tonight i'm old Mm-hmm. Uh, people go flying out of windows, exploding. <laughs> They're like, oh, still alive. Uh, mm-hmm. And Michael, and then it's like, okay, where where are we going with all this nonsense? Yeah, there's a mob running around baseball bats. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, fucking uh, Anthony Michael Hall is as uh, Tommy. Yeah. Oh man, that what a what a worthless role this one is. And yeah. just long. This movie was like the same length as the previous one, but oh. This goes on way longer. Goes way longer. There's some crazy kills in it. People getting light tubes to the throat, and mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like whatever. I mean, I've seen some people say yeah. this was better than the other one. I disagree. No one is better than kills. Kills. I is... think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh so anyway, the movie kind of ends with a non thing where it's like Jamie Lee Curtis is just in the hospital for fucking two hours, talking yep. to the, saying, "Oh, it's all my fault. No, it's my fault." Will Patton and. uh they do that forever, and then there's like a mob scene, and then running through the hospital, people jumping out of fucking hospitals, and then uh, something about like granddaughter Strode, she's doing something. I think her boyfriend gets killed. Uh, um, you don't want him, Michael. You want me. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, I don't know, Judy Greer dies at the very end. It's all fucked up. And then, oh, and, and then there's so little Big John and Little John. Oh, and, and who, I who, really like Big John, and Little John. Who, who who live at the the old Myers house? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm a big fan of Big John, Little John. Yeah, yeah good. Big fan. Uh, yeah. yeah, Big John just smokes pot. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, those and, guys are friends with like Danny McBride, um, because like he's uh, one of the writers, producers. Right. We haven't this. we haven't mentioned that. Yeah. They're... I can't. I didn't write any notes for this movie, but there's just like these things in these movies that I'm like, oh boy. One feels... one has lots of Danny McBride jokes. It does. It like does. You can t- you can pick it up, and then after that, the other ones don't. The first one has lots of Danny McBride jokes, and then I feel like the other ones don't. But those two dudes, Big John, Little John, I feel like that's a Danny McBride joke too, because Big John is uh he's in like the Danny McBride shows and stuff like that. He they they got to be friends or something. I thought those dudes were cool. I'd hang out with those dudes. Yeah. So this, so the movie ends with like this, like little mob of people, including cops and citizens of Haddonville, uh, just beating Michael Myers with baseball bats and stabbing mm-hmm. him with kitchen knives and shooting him, and all kinds of stuff. And you're like, ah, that's justice. Uh, mm-hmm. then he just gets up and kills them all. He kills them all. And you're like, what yeah. in the world is this movie like, about? There was 40 find, dudes here. And then he finds Judy Greer, kills her too. And then mm-hmm. we then we jump uh, four or five years after. And four, this is where, yeah. and man, people are, I, I, would under, I would understand, would be real upset about Halloween ends. Because it is not at all, not at all what you would expect 
the third movie of, they, of this would flipped, be. They flipped it on you. They, fli- they flipped it because instead you get Corey. You know what, mm-hmm. RJ? Let me tell you, I like Corey. I like this Corey guy. I also like uh, Corey. And holy fuck, Who's the real monster, you know. The highlight of this movie was fucking Corey kicking in that door that he was locked in by that little shit oh, yeah. kid. And that kid goes fucking flying off the banister, mm-hmm. falling three floors down to hardwood. Oh, yeah. I fucking burst out laughing at the sound of this kid breaking its body in half mm-hmm. or whatever right in front of his parents. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, I didn't see that coming. And it's all an accident. But of course, they're like, because you heard him, I hate you. I'm going to kill, kill you. you. And then he accidentally, because he's frustrated that he's locked. So locked anyway, this is, this, is, this, is, this is the story of a kid named Corey. Real nice yeah. kid. Yeah, he, uh, good kid, he's ba- babysitter he's, kid. He's babysitting for these rich people. Uh, they're a little asshole kid. They're, he's, he, but of course, he's like, hey, what movie I'm going to put on for the eight, nine-year-old? The Thing by John Carpenter. Yeah, uh, and the kid's a little asshole. Uh, the kid just disappears. And now the guy's like, oh, shit, where did the kid go? And he's, he's looking around, crying. looking around. He goes upstairs, and then the kid locks him in and going, <laughs> I got you. And won't let him out. And he's like, you fucking little asshole, let me out. Kicks the door. The kid's on the other side. Goes flying, dies. And so now, of course, there's like this community around it being like, man, that guy is a child killer. And he's like, oh, no one's going to believe him, right? But he's found not guilty. Uh, and then meanwhile, Lori Strode has decided to embrace hope and love uh, in her new person. She's pers- got her granddaughter now. Yeah, she's, her daughter. Both of the parents were killed. Judy Greer, they couldn't afford, I guess. They didn't want, she didn't want to come back uh, another time. No, they killed her. I know, but they didn't want to bring her back, so oh. they killed her off. That's yeah. my. That's what I'm feeling. Uh, so anyway, and you keep thinking, oh man, look at this poster with Michael Myers and Jamie Lee Curtis facing off. That's going to be a mm-hmm. big to do, or, you know, or not really, because they're senior citizens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're they, they can't old. do much. They can't do yeah. much, but they will. So, anyways, there's this sort of <laughs> Michael Myers is now a chud. Uh, yes, he, he is. He yeah. lives in the sewers, and like Halloween Resurrection, and he can possess people. Like poor uh, Corey, yeah. just trying to can't catch a break, getting bullied by by. The Gen Z, the Gen tweener, Z bowlers. Tweener, tweener bunks. With, like, they had Letterman jacket, RJ. That's pretty strong. Yeah, That's but they were tough. talking, they were in band. That's what their Letterman jackets were for, was for band. And when I saw these guys, that guy with the fucking, the, the South African haircut with the mullet and the band guys, they're like, we're in the band, we're in the choir. It's like, fucking just push those dudes over. Like, we need no. some 90s bullying back here because it's like those kids wouldn't last nowadays. We're so in the this, band. So this right. is kind of like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yeah. Yep. Yeah? Because you got like the, a kid who's getting, he's getting possessed um, and he's trying to live a life, but he's like, I can't. I mean, he's, he's being sucked into the evil. He becomes like Michael Myers' like sidekick on, on kills. He's training um, him. Yeah. He's training him to continue it. You got to continue the work, guy. I'm well, six. He, I'm sixty nine years old. I don't even barely got a hand. In in the Chud scene, he grabs him, and Michael sees murder in his eyes. He sees him killing that little kid, and he says, "Oh, you also like to kill people, do you?" Mm-hmm. He said, "All right." You bring some dudes down to my 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 chud hole because in kills it's elaborated where they're like they're like uh, they're like the more he kills the more power he has and that's why when he kills the mob he's like super powerful yeah. so but then he's living in the chud hole 
and he doesn't have anyone. So he's like, bring someone down here. I'll kill him, and then I'll get some power back. Yeah, this is off-panel that this off conversation panel. has happened. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that, then, yeah, that the, is what's happening. So yeah, uh, Corey's running around. He's got a scarecrow mask. He's mm-hmm. not quite doing it. He's he's no Michael Myers, that's for sure. He's um, met, he's not getting the girls quite. He he gets the guy, the creepy doctor, but he doesn't get the nurse. <laughs> and Michael's like, "Don't worry, kid. I gotta finish the job off by breathing heavily." I got. Uh, and then I don't know. He yeah. And then we get the big face off at the end. Corey's like mm-hmm. going to get Jamie Lee Curtis because trying to help him. Yep. She's, she's trying to help him the whole time. She sees but, evil. Yeah, but she's she like, you her. you try to fucking kill me. Why don't you just fucking just do it? Just fucking do it. And uh, of course, Corey's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the his own neck. And you're like, god damn, Corey. Uh, and then and then Michael Myers appears, and it's like, no, it's now it's personal, and it's going to be the final battle. And you get some final battle stuff. Um, yep. Fridges being dumped on people. You sure and then, do. And then it's Halloween ends. And then the Halloween fades out and says ends. And then people went, boo. <laughs> because like, what the fuck was that? Who's this Corey guy? I mean, I, I do. I could see people booing it. But like, honestly, it's like, I don't know. I think Halloween ends was maybe the right decision for where yeah. where, where to turn this thing. We've had nine of these fucking movies. Just well, this is this is almost six six hours of Halloween here. Yeah. Uh, these these three movies, and I I don't know, RJ. I guess I guess maybe my expectations were low. low yeah. But uh, I don't know. These were fine. I, I agree. Them. I agree. I think kills is like pretty dumb. But... Kills is the weak point. Yeah. Yeah. And this movie is completely carried carried uh, carried by Rowan Campbell. Co- Corey. Corey. Yeah, no, I agree, and that—that's why before you even said anything, that's why I was like, well, when we rewatched the new one, I was like, oh, I was like, this isn't as bad as I thought, as I remembered it being, and then that's why we did watch the other two too, because Andy, Andy was just like, she's like, yeah, I'll watch these with you, and I was like, hmm, perfect excuse for me to watch them then, I guess. So we watched them, and uh, she thought Kills was fine. She thought Ends was fine. She she called what was going to happen in Halloween Ends in, like, the first 15 minutes. She was like, is this the new Michael Myers? And I was like, no. I was like, <laughs> I don't think it's going to go that way. I was like, I feel like this movie is about, like, trauma and being the victim and stuff like that. Because New Loomis's thing was like, does anyone consider the victimizer not the victim? And it was like, all right, New Loomis, that's weird. And then he turns evil. But I was like, I think this this like series is about like victims and trauma and dealing with like grief and stuff like that. And then Corey did become new, uh, new Michael. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I looked at her. I was like, you're right, I guess. <laughs> I was like, I didn't I did not think it was going to go that route. But uh, all right. Uh, we watched this. Uh, I, I brought the TV into the living room upstairs. And uh, as we were. Uh, kids were coming to uh, trick or treat. Uh, we had Halloween kills and Halloween uh, ends on, so it was yeah. uh, it was just right. And then when a- Andy was like, "When kids come, do you want me to pause it?" And I was like, "No, that's okay." <laughs> I was like, "Just," I was like, "I'll be up for like ten seconds. It's fine." But uh, I agree with you. Like they were, um, I thought they were fine. They were uh, having now seen Halloween, f- Halloween four, five, six, seven, eight. Ooh. However, fucking many of those movies I watched. Yeah, watching the 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 green Halloweens, I was like, yeah, 
perhaps I was too harsh on the first one. It's it's not that bad. It's fine. Although I did see uh, Big Sammy Sanchez gave the new Exorcist two and a half, I think. So I was like, all right. <laughs> Maybe they lost it. I don't Maybe. know. Who knows? Time will tell. Sometimes people really hate on these. I like, got a movie and then you watch it again. You go, okay. Yeah. It's fine. What? I mean, at the time when I it's had not, watched it, it, I remember it can't people all be were into it. Well, yeah. Well, okay. I watched A24's Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Uh-huh. And that movie stunk ass. Like, <laughs> I. Bodies, 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 more like ass, ass, ass. Ass, ass, ass. Like, I was trying to think of something like that to review that fucking movie. And I was just like, it's not worth it. I was like, this movie stinks. Um, it's got, it's, I, I understand it's got podcasters in it. It does have podcasters in it. Yeah. Like some of the movie is like self-referential where it's like kind of funny, but like all of the characters are um like Zo- Gen Z Zoomer, like people that it, I, it's Isn't not me being that... an old man. It's fucking annoying. Yeah. It's like, Isn't there a movie that just came out this month too? Like influencers. Yes. Um, let's get that's totally this is... killer. That's another one. That's another one. And How many times are you going to do this death loop thing that uh, Happy Death Day and all that shit is doing? Because that's what Totally the Killer is about, too. It's another death time loop movie. Yeah, we should not do the same thing over and over again, folks. But, hey, that's that's Hollywood. Yeah. Anyways, I watched an A24 horror movie, and I thought that thing stunk ass. So, um, I don't know. Some uh, People give that thing four fucking five stars, and it's just like, get out of here. You're fucking out of your mind. I'm sorry, but you are. That movie is not good. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. Well, RJ, I think that's the end. <laughs> that's the uh, end of like this my... podcast. That's the end for this week. Uh, next week, do we begin Berlin Alexander Platz? Will we be alive then? We'll see. Qu- questions, questions, questions. Uh, people can, if they're listening at this point, they can send their emails in. Sure, we'll read them next week if we have a podcast. If we have a podcast, still. But uh, I don't know. Thanks for the tips, the travels, tips the, the, to tricking on the street. David Gordon Green action. Who knew? Adequate, adequate movies. Fine. Like more than I, I liked it more than George Washington. There's no dog rape in these movies, so that's good. <laughs> Facts. Facts. That's always, that's always a plus. Another right. serviceable year. Another another end to the cool year. See you in six months. <laughs>